But, uh, yeah, I guess we should just get going and Chini can join us when he gets here, which hopefully will be 15 minutes or so. Well, it'll be a bit longer than that, won't it? Because he'll have to sort himself out when he gets home. Yeah. So, right. Time. All right, are we ready? Yeah. I'm, I'm always ready. I'm recording. That's a good thing. Let's do it. And welcome to the Veteran Gamers Good Time Radio Program, uh, featuring Duke Scaff and Stuart Fowler. And now, here's the show. Brilliant. What What the hell was that? Yes, yes. A good time will be had by all. Brought to you by Strong Bad's Flavor Tastes Chewing Powders. Nothing else increases brain juice quite like it. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? And now for a longer advertisement. I'm no apothecary, but before you trek long and wide on the Muskegee Trail, don't forget to try Uncle Strongbad's flavor taste style chewing powders. Nothing else increases brain juice quite like it. Once again, that's Strongbad's flavor taste style chewing powders. And now on with the program. So. I guess hello and welcome to show 288 of the Veteran Gamers podcast. Good time radio program. Say, yes, that's a good just, time radio program. It's just the weirdest thing. Do you know that that reminded me of the adverts that you get in Bioshock Infinite? You know when you'd like get a new like thing to give you a power. It, that that was similar to it that. Is. Which way the where is? <laughs> exactly. Please. It is, isn't it? Isn't it? It's like... style chewing powders. Chewing powders. Uh, do you want to know something interesting? Yeah. Well, I think it's interesting, but you might not think it's interesting. But I think it's interesting. Yeah, go ahead. I'm, I'm sending an update to the Twitch people. I said I said interesting about six interesting, times. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Although not veteran gamers shows. Uh. But shows in total that we have done yep. since we very first started doing the podcast. Since we very first started doing the podcast. We are up to 399 <laughs> shows. Get ready for show number 400, people. Yeah, it so... It be 400 because no one else counts like that except Stu. No, well, no. It's just that on obviously on Podbean, it tells you your total number of episodes. So we've done 399 since we very first started all those years. Old uh, medallions, all of them. Home runs, every single one. Absolutely. Hours and hours of radio magic for you. Free. Magic. Yeah. Totally free. Totally free. Totally free and wonderful. I'm wonderful. 100% quality every time with no... um, uh, What do you call it uh, when there's no one talking? It's... um, Nah. Um, dead air that's what it's called that's it there you go yeah there you go um yeah so we should do some introductions uh, i'm Stu, and you're Duke, yes and there is another person called chinny and he's running late so yeah. which makes me think this is Chini for the first part of this radio program he should be here shortly but it does make me think that this is the third week on the trot he's not been here at the beginning of the show he's a loser that's the problem he's just a loser he's a loser he's a loser baby 
So there you go. I thought divas were supposed to be winners. I don't know. Maybe he is a winner, but he's a diva all the same. But yeah, I don't know where he's been. He never lets me know in advance that he's going to be late. He just doesn't turn. He's just up. an important guy. He's like, oh, everyone yes, there. Yes. I have to go make jokes about being Jesus. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Uh, but he's driving back from somewhere we don't know where he's been could be anywhere who knows what he's been doing maybe he went to hell and now he's coming back from hell yeah he's been sorting out the devil take that the devil yeah he's been like you know striking his ass down in hell darkness got in a fight as cross said when's that battle gonna be over yeah and chinny being jesus just like kicked his ass yeah. Anyway, right. that's nothing. That is Are you nothing. seriously talking about video games? That is nothing to do with no, video games. Uh, <laughs> but I was going to ask you. I was going to. Obviously, you've been off for a couple of weeks yeah, now. I've been off for like a month now. Shit, is it a month already? Jesus oh, Christ, like, how fast is that? Jesus. Anyway, how's it going? How's it, how are you enjoying that is the time? totally sweet routine every day. I get up, I always get up at like six o'clock. So that's nothing different from day to day. But uh, on weekdays, I go into the cafe and I write for like three hours and then I come home and then I play video games for the rest of the day. It's a pretty sweet deal. Cool. So how, how much uh, stuff do you have in the cafe? Do you, do you, you know, keep the coffee flowing no, and, actually, you know, give them a bit no, of cash? No, if I have more caffeine after I have coffee at home. While I'm like I, I've gotten in the habit of doing the Sudoku and the Ken Ken. You've done Sudoku, I assume. I have occasionally, not much. It's not. Have my you ever thing. done Ken Ken? Never. Well, heard see, of this it. is the thing they started running in our newspaper, and if people out there like Sudoku, maybe you could enjoy Ken Ken. So the idea is that it's okay. There's the easy and the challenging. The easy is one through four, and the challenging is one through six. So the one through four is a four by four grid, and the it, all the like Sudoku, it has to be one, two, three, four in all rows and columns. But the trick is with Ken Ken is you have math equations, or I guess you would call them maths equations, uh, in these little cages. So you'll have like two blocks that have a bold line around them, and it says six plus. And what that means is you have to figure out whether it's going to be five plus one, four plus two, or well, no, it has to be those two, right? So, so what is it? Ken Ken. Ken Ken, yeah. It's weird because they just started putting it in the newspaper and I was like, I'll give this a try. And I find that I'm intrigued by it because it's, you know, it's actually a little more thought-provoking than Sudoku. Sudoku, you don't have to do any math. It's just, you know, counting one to nine. Um, so anyway, I do that in the morning while I'm drinking my coffee and eating breakfast. And then I go to the cafe and I have like a fruit smoothie or maybe a cup of tea. And then I'll just write. Cool. So, so let, let me just get this straight. So, how many fruit smoothies do you buy in a sitting? You know, I, I'm, I'm I'm trying. I'm to... that guy who goes and buys one. And... Yeah. You see, I'm I'm thinking that's not very profitable for the cafe yeah. that you make use of for they're, three they're hours. They're rolling in it. They don't need my help. You see, although you're not quite. What's his ass with six hundred dollars? You're not quite as bad as my uncle. Oh yeah. Okay. Who has recently bought a, a property in Florida? Uh-huh. Okay. Florida. Florida. So, They're in Florida. I'm from I have not a clue. I have okay. not a clue. But apparently it's close to Lego World, wherever the hell that right. is. So he's mm-hmm. bought this property in Florida. This has something to do with cafes. Yep. 
So well, close. But they, obviously they've retired, you know. So they bought this. So they're going to spend six months a year out there and six months over here, you know, and all that jive. But here's the thing: currently he has no internet in his property. Oh jeez, he's not going to get hipsters writing poetry coming in there. Nope, nope. So he's no internet. So he's sort of, you know, a bit stuck for doing emails and keeping in touch with people. So what he's found out is that in America. Uh, senior citizens, which is what he's now classed as, uh, get free coffee at McDonald's. Oh, yeah, ka-ching! So what he's now doing is, when he's going to write his emails or get in touch with people over here or whatever, he goes down to the local McDonald's, gets his free cup of coffee, and, and then proceeds and then proceeds to use the free internet. Well, well, very nice. Sweet. And... <laughs> and doesn't buy anything else, so he's doing the thing. So he gets a free, so he gets a free coffee, and they don't make a single bit of money out of him, and he uses the internet for free. <laughs> what a bunch of losers at McDonald's! That's what you get for being nice to old people. And McDonald's is hurting as a result, man. They're like, we absolutely, money. Where's it all going? <laughs> <laughs> but he sits there. He said he he sits there for at least like half an hour, forty minutes, taking up one of the seats for a free coffee and using. It's like, like McDonald's has a limited number of seats. It's fine. Now it's funny you should say that, but if I remember rightly, I don't know if it's the same in America, but in the UK, a McDonald's turnover is something like they turn over the restaurant something like four times an hour. Oh, I'm sure. I mean, they do want people in and out quickly, but. I mean, you got to remember that if they give free coffee and free internet to old people, that makes them look good. So it's the type of thing of it's a branding decision. It's a marketing thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I do I do think they expect them to buy stuff with the coffee. <laughs> you know, it's would like, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is that, like, you know, they do that all the time. It's like, oh, you know, all you can eat buffets. Like, of course, they're not making money on the actual buffet. They're hoping you'll buy drinks and dessert and what. I don't know. But it's. But yeah, anyway, he's fleecing McDonald's for the free internet yeah, and the free coffees at the moment. McDonald's. <laughs> All right, we should talk about some video games. Because that's yes, he for, should. Uh, we want Jelly Willy! We want Jelly Willy! Yeah. And do you know what video game we should talk What's about? That? Uh, the Witcher 3, of course. Oh, of course, because we haven't talked about that in like 20 minutes. No. But here's know. the thing. Here's the thing. I've finished that game. done stew hooray and huzzah and was it an amazing epic finish did you feel rewarded for all your hours that you put in i did okay but i did but uh researching on the internet it seems not everybody was as happy with the ending they received oh yeah huh? <laughs> why is that yeah because apparently and i never knew this i didn't realize it by the decisions you make well, it is. Well, it actually kind of feels like it is more so than a Bioware yeah. game. It does feel like that, yeah. It does. It does feel like a lot of the key decisions you made during your playthrough affect the outcome at the end. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of cool because they have, depending on all the decisions that you made throughout the game, you get about an hour's epilogue at the Damn, end. An hour. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now and it's again. Uh, 36 plus apparently no but yeah but that's probably like i mean variations yeah like i don't know like how would you hazard a guess as to how many major difference different um well some of the ones i've seen are a lot lot different than mine oh, interesting 
So there are some majorly different endings to the one that I received. Now, interestingly, a lot of people are pissed off because a lot of it depends on dialogue choices you chose earlier in the game. Do you know what I mean? It's in, but they said it wasn't clear enough what was going to happen by choosing certain dialogue choices. But then, I mean, I understand their frustration because I've been in that boat. But I don't. On the other hand, you know, if you say the wrong thing to the crazy guy at McDonald's sitting there drinking his coffee, he might haul off and smack you in the face or throw his coffee at you. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think that's, I was just going to say, I think that's the nature of the game and the way it's built is that grey, not really sure how this will affect stuff later yeah, see, on. I, I, again, like, I don't know, there's a, there's a distinction to be made there between what's realistic and what we want from video games. Because, you know, I posted the, after Mass Effect 3 ended not to my satisfaction, uh, I remember I found a quote from one of the guys who started BioWare who said, you know, if I invest, you know, 50 hours into your game, I want to feel I want to walk away feeling like a champion. And I think that's true in a game like this. And if you feel let down, then I can see that being frustrating. Yeah. And, and to me, though, I, I didn't necessarily feel like a champion, but I felt satisfied with what happened. I hear you. Awesome. So I did feel satisfied. Um, and I do think that they have taken influence from bioware games in the way that this game's structured well, sure. you know and the way that it plays out it, it it feels like bioware but a little bit more epic somehow and and you know like mass effect 3 the the variations were very subtle under the differences in the uh, endings the, with that on the game. green road the red road yeah road, that was huge differences yeah but they didn't it didn't make a whole no, massive amount of difference to the ending cutscenes and all that stuff. It was more or less the same for everybody yeah. to an extent. What they've done in this game, it's kind of interesting the way that they do it because it's all, it plays out a little bit, you know, as in the epilogue plays out a lot like the end of Red Dead Redemption. Interesting. So you have the like major ending thing happen and then there's other stuff that has to happen after the ending. Yeah. Right. So you have to go off and do some other missions to finish the actual game. Right. So that's kind of cool. But they do a lot of the stuff that it describes has happened as a result of what you've decided is done in like really nice, just still artwork with a voiceover. For an hour? No, no, no. But the hour includes all the extra mission stuff you have to finish off. So you're right. Epilogue missions, again, will be dependent on how you played the game throughout it and the, the decisions you made. Um, as for the ending, I thought it was epic. I really, really appreciated what they'd done and what they built. Yeah. Um, story throughout was was excellent, really. I never got bored. I never had any what I would consider lulls yeah. where I couldn't be bothered playing it for a while. You know, once you're in, you're kind of in. Yeah. Uh, and it and it again is truly gigantic. I mean, I've I've sort of at a rough guess. I reckon to finish it. To do enough of the side missions, enough of the main missions to get a high enough level to finish at the end, it's probably about 100 hours, I would have said. I would have said that's how long it's taken me to get to the end. Yeah, Um, I'd say it's about equivalent with Skyrim, because, you know, I played Skyrim the first time through was about 120 hours, I'd say. Something like that. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, last week I was complaining about the five sort of XP mission things because you were too high level for right. them. It kind of 
it's kind of interesting the way that the story plays out it it almost makes sure that you're at a high enough level to complete the game so as you play the story missions the amount of xp you get sort of increases throughout the game Uh, and when i finished i'm level 32 okay and when i sort of started off into the final sort of story missions i was probably only about level 24 okay so it jumped you up quickly big time yeah and the other thing is that there is some other interesting stuff you know i'd sort of i got diagrams for really cool swords and really cool armor that i couldn't use because they were level 27 and i was level 16 at the time or whatever mm-hmm. you kind of don't need them well i'm sure you don't it's... isn't it cosmetic no, no, no. Oh, no. The, obviously, each sword has its own attributes and it can make a big difference in the amount of power that it, it holds and, okay. you know, what you can do. Sword, with it. you get a diagram for it. Yeah, so you get diagrams to make swords, but those swords are obviously much more powerful and they've got different attributes. You know, some can freeze, some can burn, some can cause bleeding. You know, some can do critical hit damage, some can do piercing damage, some can add uh, vitality to your stats. Right, right. So there's lots of little, lots of little subtle differences between different weapons, uh, and you've got to be sort of careful when you're looking at the when you're comparing sort of swords and armor and all that sort of stuff. Because although one might have slightly higher damage, you know, it might sort of be twenty higher than the one you've got. You've also got to consider the sort of magical attributes that it also has. Well, yeah, this is the same thing we see on Borderlands, we see in you know Diablo and all the rest of them. Every time there's a loot, you know, gathering game. You're going to face that same conundrum. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. For all of that stuff that I made, I never used any of it. Yep. And the reason being is that you pick up, you get rewards doing the story missions, some of which are swords and some of which are armor and stuff. So you get a sword that's got, you know, what, 30 better than what you have. But by the time you're good enough to use it, You've already picked up two other swords that are 35 better. Yes, that's kind of the thing. So it is a bit weird. I've never, I've never really made anything from crafting that I ended up using, apart from the only thing I did make, actually, that's not strictly true. Um, toward, right, just before the very final mission, I had a side quest that I'd had for quite a while, but it was quite a high-level one, which was um, to help an armorer in Novograd, which is like the major city, and he was going to give me this special sword at the end of it. special sword. So, and it was weird, right, because I never activated it, but he happened, you had to meet him at a certain time of night on the dock in Novograd. You, you, come here and help me with this goddamn mission. Well, it was kind of weird, right, because I'd forgotten all about this mission, and I was heading for the ship to do the final mission, and as I got to the docks, he came up and he's like, are you ready to do this? Oh, help me with my mission. Well, I I, imi- I initially thought he was far, part of the final mission because I'd forgotten all about the guy I'd met, like, oh, must have been sort of 30 hours ago in game time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I'd only met him once, uh, so I forgot all about him. And then it wasn't until I was halfway through it that I realised it was this mission for the sword. And I was like, mission. huh. <laughs> yeah, it's a side mission that I'd forgotten all about. Um so as it happened, I thought, well, I might as well do it. And it was quite a, a multi-layered mission as well, so it took quite a while. It probably took an additional hour. Yeah of game to do the mission um but the sword at the end of it was actually not significantly but it was substantially better than the one that i had so it was that was kind of the only one that i got that i did change and go oh yeah that's that's a better sword than the one i've got there you go and that's the Um, better sword 
It was. Uh, the only other thing I would say is that the, it, it kind of does the Bioware thing as well, where you get to a certain point in the game and then it goes, once you've gone beyond this point... Yeah, there's no turning back. Some of the side missions that you had available won't be available anymore. Let me ask you this. Because Bioware is notorious for having, you know, in Dragon Age, it's the blood spawn. In um, in Mass Effect, it's the Reapers. It's like, all existence is going to be destroyed. We have this plague affecting all of humankind. But first, you better help this person find their lost dog. Does, I mean, does it do anything in Witcher 3 to balance out that weird paradox of you can't go back and do side missions after this point and then it's like oh wait why do you want to even do that side mission anyway kind of i mean it is there is that that is sort of there but the right okay whereas in in like bioware games there's some sort of impending doom coming you know that you can't control in this the final missions involve you sort of instigating it i see so the way i guess the way to get around it is it 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 can't really start until you put things in motion that's good i mean you know don't get me wrong bioware knows how to tell a story it's just that you know the sense of impending doom for all living things is a little hard to take when it just sort of hangs in the air for a long time so yeah no there, there isn't any of that and it's also kind of a much more personal story yeah you know what i mean it's it's obviously there's some shit going down Mm -hmm. but it's more focused personally rather than the whole of the world's going to suffer yeah does that make sense but then there's also a lot of it's it's very games of throne-ish in a way yeah that there's not not i mean there is brutality don't get me wrong and you can cut people in half and all sorts of crazy shit but um, there's a lot of sort of politics and subplots going on. Yes. And what it also did really, really, really well, it tied up tied up a, a massive amount of loose ends. Good. At the end, so there's all these sort of intrigue and sort of um, political stuff going on. Well, a lot of that stuff and some characters that you met earlier in the game, it all gets kind of tied up really and neatly neatly sorted out and and they did it in a really cl- like clever way as well yes. um and again the, it, there's very much um you know some characters will survive some characters won't depending on the decision has to you make, make a decision about which of it whether his best friend lives or dies no there's none of that there isn't any of that really but there is what? there's definitely there's definitely decisions you make that affect the characters obviously around you yeah in a fundamental way um i mean all in all all i can say is it's it's an amazing game yeah. you know it's an amazing game uh, and obviously it does allow you as soon as the credits finish rolling you can just carry on See, playing. that's good because you know fallout new vegas does not have that and sometimes game developers will forget to leave that in and you need to have it and the weird here's the weird thing though, obviously all the main characters that you interact with in the game are no longer there, and that is a bit weird. And it sort of says, you know, obviously you can carry on playing, but obviously all the main storyline missions will now be, you know, completely unavailable. Right. You know, you can't do they're not going to be there to do again or to even interact with. And 
it's weird. There's like kind of a headquarters place that you go to, and it's you know there's a few major characters there, and that's where it kind of sets you off back into the game after it finishes. Yeah. And there's nobody there, and it's just weird walking around this really, and it feels empty. Yeah. You know, you're walking around this place, and there's just no one there. I mean, I'll be honest, I have no real sort of inkling or wanting to go back and finish any of the side missions i didn't finish off in the main For game hours really. you're not quite done yet uh i'm i'm done, done. before the obviously expansions come oh, out yeah. See, i'm the, done I, up to I, that I, point I, I, you know what here's the thing look i'm i like the expansions for skyrim okay i guess dawn guard and dragonborn but i don't really feel like they're necessary if you give me a hundred hours of gameplay do you really need to give us an expansion as well i don't understand why that's become like the standard in every game it seems like some games ought to have them and some games don't need them no i do think you're you're right to an extent but i think that the way that cd project red are doing it is the is the right way to do it where it's a completely new location a completely new story that's fine but it's again it doesn't seem necessary like They've already given you a hundred hours of game. I know. Why not make that a why not make that a standalone game for like ten dollars? Well, I mean, I guess they could do that. You know, they could they could have done that rather than having to own the original game. But then, right, man, they did that Blood Dragon thing. That was the right way to do deals. It is. It kind of is. But then you've got to understand from the point of view they want people to hang on to the game and not sort of get rid of it but see i don't i don't understand why that's such an urgent thing i don't know i guess it's the way publishers and game developers look at it because they want you they don't want loads of second-hand copies of the game in the market they I want people to buy I mean, it new, 100 though. hours god damn i know it's a lot of game I trust me like <laughs> any slippage into used uh co- copies is only going to be marginally affected by dlc but the other I, I guess the other thing you've got to consider is how how hard i don't you know i obviously don't know is it is it easier to have an expansion that requires the, the original game or is it you know obviously harder to make an uh, almost an original game point, again i suppose i just i don't know it just seems silly to me that that's the thing that gamers have come to expect like every game is going to have a season pass every game is going to have like three or four expansions to it and it just seems unnecessary. It feels like to it be, feels like again, like look, we're gonna throw a few things on, and you're gonna give us another fifteen or twenty dollars. Yeah, but to be fair to CD Projekt Red, I don't think there is a season pass. There's obviously all the free content they've been giving since the game released. I know. I'm just, it's just a turn of. And the way that they're doing this, I think it's either. I think you can pay ten dollars for the first expansion or something like that, and then twenty dollars for the second one. Or you can get both for twenty dollars. I mean, that's the way they're doing it, as far as I can, you know. And that's for another thirty to forty hours of game. Don't get me wrong; that's a decent deal. I just, again, it seems silly to me that we've come to expect that a hundred hours isn't enough from a gamer's point of view. I know no gamers are really saying this. I mean, some are. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just, it's, it's just weird to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I absolutely have to say, I feel like the hundred hours I've played it is enough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? I feel satisfied, and I feel like I've played a lot I mean, of games. Even Shadow of Mordor, like that's a game. In the last, you know, ever since Skyrim, Shadow of Mordor is the game I have put the most time into in terms of like just being in love with it. 
I did 100% on that game. But even that, I was, you know, there's expansions for that. I'm like, I don't, I'm not interested. Like, it's fine. And if I, look, if I really want to play more Shadow of Mordor, I could start over and play it again, and I'd be fine, because I don't remember anything from the beginning of that game. So, no. No. Whatever. But anyway, you, it's, you know, I will play it. needless to you say. Know, I was thinking, like, I should play this during the summer, because that's when I have time. You know what I mean? Like, if I were to start playing this fall... Yeah. I'll be, you know, I'll be able to put an hour in here, an hour in there. But if I do it during the summer, that makes more sense. It definitely does make more sense. And uh, you know what? Well, I have absolutely no doubt you will enjoy it. Oh, I'm sure it. I will. They had a, a thing. EA did a promotion this week. Uh, played Dragon Age single player in Quiggy Wig for six hours. That's right. And I thank you, whoever sent me that message. I don't think I wrote down who told me about that. But anyway. Um, that's a cool thing, but I didn't do it because the game wasn't discounted. And I was like, what is wrong with you people? EA, why would you not tell me about that? Or why would you – here, wait, who was it that told me? Oh, it was someone on Facebook, I think. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. If, why not have – even if it's only discounted like 10%. Like if I play the you know six hours of Dragon Age and Quiggy Wig and I love it, you know, I'm much more likely to get it if it's discounted, even just a little bit. Yeah, it's like here's play six hours, and by the way, we've knocked we've knocked ten dollars yeah, off. Yeah, I would totally. I mean, I don't know. That would I, I would I would at yeah. least have downloaded the six hours because I didn't want to. I, I I don't know. For some reason, I'm just reluctant to pay sixty dollars for that game right now. So maybe if I had downloaded it, I would have really liked it and bought it. But I was not tempted. I didn't even bother downloading it. So. I yeah, I mean, here's the thing I will say, though, um, you know, comparing Skyrim to Dragon Age Quick Week, which I obviously finished last year. So obviously I've finished both these m- massive epic games, you know, they're both you huge. And... Quick Week. I thought you didn't finish it for some. No, I finished it Quick Week as well. And that that was probably about 60, yeah. 60, 70 hours to finish that. So it wasn't quite as epic as yeah. this, you know, it wasn't quite as big. Um, but I would say Witcher 3 is is definitely the better well, game. Yeah, that's what I hear. I would say it's it's a much more satisfying story. I would say, you know, open world kind of means open world. Dragon Age. Uh, and it's an actual open world. No, and it's it's massively bigger than Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, from what I can gather, I think it's is it three and a half times or four times bigger than I Skyrim. I will do some research and find out. It's it is much bigger. Um, but here's the thing, though the the voice acting throughout the game. Yeah. You know, whoever was doing it, you know, whichever character, I've got to say, apart from Telltale, the 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 it's the best voice acting I've encountered in a game. Well, there you go. Okay, so according to TechTimes.com, uh, The Witcher Three is more than thirty-five times the size of Witcher. 3. Oh, thirty-five. Well, times. no, no, then The Witcher Two. Uh, oh, Witcher right. Two isn't really open world. Blah blah blah. Skyrim. Da, 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 da. Okay, so The Witcher Three is seventy-two square kilometers. Where Skellig's—well, that's the old one. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, someone on this forum crunched the numbers. So Skyrim is 39 square kilometers, and The Witcher 3 is 72. So it's like twice as big. Uh, um, yeah. Oh no, 3.5 times. Really? Yeah, I was right. Yeah, three and a half times bigger. Wait a minute. Oh no, I'm sorry. These are two different. Oh, okay, I got you. A game world that costs 130. Okay, so the one city is 72 square kilometers. Oh yeah, it's big. Okay, I got you. All right. So yeah, yeah. 
Um, so GTA 5 is an 81 square kilometer world, and The Witcher 3 is 136, and Skyrim is 39. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a big world. It, it's a big world. I mean, but it is still broken up into areas, a little bit like uh, Dragon Age. Quick, quick. Uh, Chini is here, so I don't know whether you want to add him. Get him in. Chini's here. Oh my god! Oh and he's broadcasting live. I've seen it, seen that one live. Yay! So there you go. There uh, we go. There we go. We're adding him in right now. Is he here? In, so. I think he's here. Yeah. yeah. Welcome Woo. to the Veteran Gamers Good Time Radio Program. Now featuring Woo. Michael Chin. Hello, hello. Chinny, chin, chinny. Yeah, hello, sorry, how I'm are late. you? Sorry, I'm late. That's okay. I'm late That's than okay. never. That's right. I was at a restaurant. Oh, nice. Uh, Jamie what Oliver's did you have? I was like, fancy pants. Oh, well, an Italian? Was it one of his Italians? It's, yeah, Jamie's Italian. Yeah. In, no, he does. He does have uh, other ones now. He started opening like some Brazilian type places as well. Oh, I ate there, and then I had to take a dump in the street while wearing a wedding dress. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea Apparently, what that means. The Witcher Three is uh, uh, 1.5 times larger than the world of GTA Five. There Suck you go. It. It's a it's a big place. It's a big place. It gets better, um, as we know. Uh, just to let you know, Chini, you'll be pleased to know. There you go. Yeah. You'll be you'll be pleased to know uh, that the end of The Witcher Three is very much again similar to Red Dead Redemption. Oh well, what are you going to say that for? Now I know the ending. No, 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 no. no, no. In the way that there's an epilogue, and you, if you want to know, it's like a big epilogue. You can listen to Stu talk about it for half an hour, which he just got done. That's right. I'm not going to say it again. Moving on. There's there's stuff to do after you finish what you think you need to do, which is cool. By the way, we're well into this. What you been playing? Might as well play. What you been Brought to you by Strong Bad's Flavor Taste Style Chewing Powders. I'm no apothecary. There you go. So, yeah, it's it's excellent. Witcher 3. Do you not want to know what I had this meal, by the way? Do you, oh, yeah. What did you have? Sorry. Yes. What did you have? Had Italian steak fritz. Okay. Um, is that steak with, steak with chips? Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> and what made, it, what made it Italian, then? I don't know. I think it had some sort of spice on it. <laughs> Okay. Oh, <laughs> so you have no idea what it had. No. Do you know talking talking of food, right? And funnily. we weren't, but now we are. <laughs> yeah, talking of food, right? Uh, there's a new Indian takeaway opened up near us. Okay, okay. and it's called. Get this, it's called Thindian. What? Thindian. Why is it called that? Because it's like a healthy Indian I... takeaway. So they use all natural ingredients. They don't use any ghee, and they don't use any sort of um, genetically modified starch or any of that stuff in the cooking. Is that a joke? Yep. That's pretty good. (laughs) But what's quite interesting, on the website, right, on the tagline, it says, because obviously we're in Lancashire, we're in Lancashire. Lancashire. It says, says, come, T apostrophe, Thindian. So it's come to Thindian. Do you get it? Hey, sure. how good is that? Uh, but apparently it's yeah. very good. It's number three. 
It's number three on TripAdvisor in our area, so I'm going to give it a whirl. Right. Can we cut the constant right, yeah. crap and play the game? It's fantastic. So. Yeah. Right, what else? I know. I know. Uh, yeah, so that's Witcher 3 out of the way. And I thought I needed something a bit lighter after playing that. Yes. Do you know, do you know what I mean? Heavy game, 100 hours, job done. I need something to just chill a bit with. You, you know what I mean? Rocket League? Something... Did you play Rocket League? No. Oh. I played I play Game of Thrones. I play Game of Thrones, you know, something a bit, bit lighter. Something a little yeah. bit lighter. <laughs> uh, so I've, I've actually, because I, I played the original first episode on the iPad. Right. Uh, but then it was on sale on PlayStation 4 for 11 quid, so I bought it on there. Uh, and, uh. I've, and I've now played the first three episodes. So. Yeah. I'm well into it now. Okay. Uh-huh. And I've got to say, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's it's nice. It's kind of a nice add-on to the TV show. Yeah. So if you if you're a TV show watcher or a book reader, I would definitely recommend playing this. It's it's pretty bloody good. You know, way better than I thought it was gonna be, because. There's been this sort of talk that Telltale are spreading themselves a bit thin and they're doing lots of franchises and they've got all these new IPs and different stuff going on. And you wonder how they're going to maintain good quality in the games that they produce. Um, I'd say they're doing all right. From what I've played of this, they're doing pretty good. It's, it's again, it's a, a different to The Walking Dead and The Wolf Among Us. They've, they, they, they keep on watering down the action. Well, yeah, because they gotta they gotta make sure they give enough screen time to their number one superstar. Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. And and he is in the game. Peter Dinklage is obviously in the game. Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage, Peter. He he plays Tyrion. Now, by the way, if people I've, haven't seen the Station Agent, you've got to see it. That movie's awesome. As I'm playing the game, though, here's the thing. As I'm playing the game, and I'm, I'm obviously a lot further into it, there are more spoilers for the TV show. Okay. And I've, I've kind of got to revise my recommendation because when I originally started playing it, I said, you know, you've got to at least have seen up to the end of, of season three. Now you have to see the scene of season four. Yeah, I would have said there's, there's stuff that's happened now that would definitely say you'd need to have seen most of season four as well. Because there's been a... I mean, today I was playing, the, I think, episode three, and there was a huge spoiler uh, for the TV show. Did you know? Um, but it was good that it had it in there, you know, that there was that reference there, and, well, you knew exactly what had happened. It wasn't vague or subtle. It was, you know, you definitely knew what had happened. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Again, voice acting, you know, second to none most of the time. There are a couple that are a little bit, little bit wooden. Yeah. Not, you know, not terribly, but a little bit. Uh, but overall, you know, the story's good. This, the decision-making stuff is good. You know, and he, he still gives you all that cool sort of stats at the end. You did this, someone else did that uh, on all the major, major plot points. Um, what I did find out, though, there was a, something that happened in the first episode that I thought maybe if I did things differently, wouldn't. Yeah, that made absolutely no difference. It was, uh, it just happened exactly the same. Take that, so, exactly the same. Yeah, so, you know, the usual telltale stuff. Yep. Usual telltale stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's it's good. 
again another recommendation but you would you know if you're at all interested in watching the tv show you'd like say you need to have watched up until probably at least the end of season four okay so that so that would be my recommendation before you start playing the game uh but it's good i've got another two episodes to go before i get to the point where they haven't released them yet there's only two more to go is it better Uh, than the walking dead no i wouldn't i wouldn't have said it's better than the walking dead but i think it's a nice add-on uh, to the to the Game of Thrones sort of universe, really. But it's I don't know. There's what's interesting. In, there are some you know like sort of major things have happened, and you know some shocking stuff. I don't think it's up to the level of stuff that's happened in the TV show, though. You know, there's been some things that have sort of shocked me or twists that I haven't really seen. But I, I don't think it's got quite the same impact, so it's not quite as good. But it is. But it is good. I definitely would recommend it. Um, the only other... I've only played one more thing this week. The only other thing I've played is... Uh, because I've been getting a lot of grief about this game. You know, off certain people going... Is it Rocket League? Is it Rocket League? No! No, people going, you've got to play this game. It's the most amazing game. It's the best game ever. It's better than Jesus. It's better than you, Chini. Hey, what no. about Rocket League? Uh, it's not Rocket League. No. That game is Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. What? Uh, it's it's Japanese. Okay. So it's a Japanese game, and it's an RPG, kind of. Mm. But I would, you know, this. I mean, let's let's okay, let's just say this game has got very Japanese. Like, it's very Japanese, but it's also very very highly rated. I know. It you know, is. I don't know what it's going on. But what I don't I'm saying, saying by who? Japanese players? No, no. By reviewers in general, uh, on Metacritic, it's probably got sort of plus ninety. I would have said. Now, you know, it's, hey, it's keep a, talking. It's a highly rated game, uh, but I, I really don't know what to think about it so far. It's got a ninety I've, on Metacritic. Wait, that's Persona on PS2. Yeah, that's where it was originally released. For the Vita. Yeah, yeah. So it's Persona Four Golden. Um, for, I mean, the the one thing I would say it's uh, aged pretty well. This it's game aged pretty well. Looks so Japanese. It is very, very oh, Japanese. Fish on the Twitch stream. It's um, excellent. And there is some. Don't get me wrong. It, it's it, there's a it, there's a good mix of anime and obviously gameplay, but. <sighs> I can only really use gameplay in the loosest of terms oh, at the moment. Play your shots fired thing. What? That's the shots fired yeah. thing. Is it a shots fired? I didn't recognize yeah. it. Shots fired! Shots fired! Yeah. Because when Stu fired. says the gameplay is thin, you know the gameplay is thin. It's it's very, very thin. Right, I'm about probably... I mean, it, I know, again, this is a thin Yeah, it's a thin <laughs> It's a game that I know is about again about a hundred hours. So there's a lot of there's a lot of game to be had, but like I say, game is probably a very loose phrase to use with this. It's I'm two hours in. In a nice way though, and I I don't mind this really. In a nice way, I've only had one battle in two hours. Oh God, why is that a nice thing? Because. In in JRPGs, normally you're like every time you walk 
like three paces, you're in another fight with something. Sometimes you can easily overdo it, but uh, you can easily underdo it too. Yeah, no, I'm, and I'm sure there's going to be more fighting stuff going on. Mr. Fish, exactly. Uh, Mr. Fish said the combat is actually quite deep. You oh, no, twat. I'm sure it is. But, but <laughs> no, it's it, not. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It doesn't give you any tutorial at all. So it, it throws you into this first battle, and it's kind of just get on with it and work it out for yourself. You know, there's none of this like... This is what this does. This is well, how you guard. Can I explain what attack. I'm seeing on the screen right now? I'm just seeing an old man with a massive schnoz in a limo. <laughs> it has, it has got that. Talking for sure. to the screen. That's he does, that's, and and it's all the the one cool thing is that it's all nearly all voice acted. Isn't that cool, uh, so, it's all voice acted. Oh, fuck and I'm gonna get this now. I'm gonna buy a Vita just for this. But it is cool in that respect, because normally with JRPGs, you get like a little bit of spoken dialogue, and then the rest of you've just got to read it. With this, it's kind of the other way around. The vast majority of it's spoken, and a little bit that you... I mean, you can always read it, because it's always on screen. You know, whatever they're saying is on screen. Um, it does interesting that's called, dialogue... Uh, tricks. That's called subtitles, too, for the... I know, I get you. Just that you know. There, there are some, some interesting dialogue uh, trees to be had. Uh, and obviously what's cool about this there is dialogue yeah. trees what's cool about this is once you've chosen a response it doesn't give the option to do the others so once you've chosen whatever you say that's kind of it it doesn't go Ro- Rogue you know. Pest 13 says it's a grown up Pokemon but awesome would you agree I know, with that? I know uh, I've never played a Pokemon game so I've not well, a clue I've played a Pokemon game and I've also vomited until I was almost dead <laughs> Maybe the two is that are related. Yeah. But all oh, I know is I played Pokemon and I was walking around and then I walked into the grass and then went battle. I was like, hang on, I was just walking into the grass. Like, <laughs> fucking hang on. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I was going to say, there hasn't been any of that yet. That's what I mean when I say it's kind of a good thing that there isn't that sort of walk two paces. And the other cool thing about this, there is, you know, like with normal JRPGs, you get a little bit of an overworld. Oh, there's a, there's a and... young girl with a bra on, finally. You know, didn't take long for uh, this Japanese game to live up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there is some of that at the beginning, yeah. There's not a lot right. of that, though. But there is, there's we like a six teacher. minutes in, and we've got an inappropriately aged young yeah. lady in a bra. Fantastic. There is a teacher in the game that makes really inappropriate comments to the girls in the class. Good. And you're like, yeah, Japanese through and through. Um, but that all being said, I'm, I'm kind of intrigued. You know, I'm not blown away with the game mechanics at the moment. And there's a lot of cutscenes, as in all JRPGs. But you know me, I don't mind a good Japanese game. So I'm not overly concerned about that. I don't mind a good that. Japanese game, Stu. I love Vanquish. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just don't find yeah. them very often. I know. But but it's the story is pretty good. The story's quite good. Um there's stuff going down, you know, yeah. there's things happening. And I'm reckoning I'm gonna kind of enjoy it. I mm. think. At the moment. But like I say, it's it's kind of. But a lot of people have already told me this. It is slow going at the beginning. It takes a while to get going. These cutscenes are nice. They look cool. Oh, it's beautiful. It looks beautiful. The anime right. is really nicely done. Good looking animation. Yeah, it is. I mean, the game. When you obviously get into the game, it doesn't obviously look anywhere near as good as that. But it isn't terrible. It's passable. You know what I mean? For an old game that's been transferred to the Vita, 
How old is Abu this Abu uh, I think he's pretty old. I mean, I've no idea what I, but I would say. It's at least 10 years old, Somebody I would think. in the chat, Rogue Pass seems to know, and Exempt Mr. Fish seems to know a lot about this. What year is this game released? Yeah, how old is this game? How old um, is this game? 70 how years old. old. It's pretty old, but it's it's a good setup so far. I'm impressed with the setup. And <laughs> it was made in 1940. 2008. Yeah, there you go. So it's not quite that old then. It's not quite seven years. Seven years old. Um, good at maths. Oh, 2005-ish. Exempt Mr. Fishy saying oh. he's wrong. Holy shit. So is that was that the original PS2 one? 2000. No, in 2008 they made a Vita version. No, how old is the original? Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. <laughs> but they, was it still making games for PlayStation 2 in 2008, three years after the 360 and the PS3 came out? I don't know. It just seems weird that they were still making games for the PS2 at that point. I don't know. I'm telling you what I know. Anyway, that all being said. July 10th, 2008. <laughs> okay. That all being said. It's it's pretty good. I'm not I'm not totally disappointed with it. It's just gonna I think it's just gonna take a while to get going. I think it's just gonna take a while to get going. But uh, like you say, Ginny, the the anime cutscenes look lovely, so that they're, they're yeah, nice. It's just and the, the gameplay now, and uh, it's not terrible. Though. It really is terrible. It, it's it's <laughs> and it's based uh, the whole game. The setup is you have to spend a year at this school and in this town. Oh, so right. each, so you have to obviously it's done by days. So from your start date to obviously when you finish the game, I'm guessing. Um, but it's it's good. It's it's all right. I'm not you know I'm not blown away, but I'm not sort of going that. What is this? You know. Uh, and again, I guess a bit like other games I've played. I think once I really get into it, I'll probably enjoy it all the more. So there you go. And that's kind of it. That's all I've played this, this week. Really. Released oh, only an hour in for the PlayStation yeah. Two on December ninth, two thousand and eight. Would you believe earlier you that it was two thousand eight? My bad. Two thousand eight. <laughs> uh, and then um, yeah, then it got re-released um, for the Vita. Yeah, well, that kind of makes sense because it is a weird time to release a game on the PS2, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. But the characters are good. I must admit they are good characters. But again, it's, you know, Japanese girls running around in very short skirts with stockings on and stuff. As they kind of do in these types of games. They seem to like that stuff. Now, was that reference, Chinny, to the Bart Simpson Deep Trouble video? Yes, absolutely. Deep, Deep Trouble. I think the actual name of the song is not Deep Trouble. Deep, Deep Trouble. It is Deep, Deep Trouble. Deep, Deep Trouble. Um, Which was the the B-side to um, Do the Batman. Thank you very much. Do the Batman. Uh, Anyway, over to you, Duke. What have you been up to? Yeah. Yeah, huh? Yeah. Um... Well, first of all, I have actually a little story to tell, so... My favorite time! In. It's story story! Story, story time! As people who pay attention to my Facebook feed know, uh, our house is now purple. So I gotta give a big shout-out huh. to the Duchess for, uh, yeah, making that happen, because she was like, we should... Did you want it to be purple? Yes. She was like, we should get okay. the house painted. I was like, alright, that's fine. She's like, which color? I'm like, ah, whichever. She's like, this one. I'm like, all right. She's like, yeah. So is this, let me just check. Is this the inside or the outside yeah. of your house? 
Jeez, I need to see a picture of this. Yes, well, that's what Facebook is good for. I'm going, I'm going looking. Ah, I'm looking. I have a story. Look, the, the guys who painted it came by last week, and they were painting and painting and painting. And it was this weird thing where I would go out, and I'd be like, hey, good morning, guys. You know, Can I get you anything? You need some water or juice or whatever? And they're like, no, no, we're fine. And they'd start work. And I'd go write. You know, I went to the cafe to write in the morning. And that's right. I came home and like they're right outside my window painting the house. It's blazing hot. You know, I'd give them some ice water or whatever. But then it's like I'm playing video games while they're painting my house. It's like, yes, yes. Hurry up and finish laboring on my house to make it look better while I sit in here and play some games. Chop some virtual wood on rust. Oh, yes, yes. Thank you. I just felt really weird, you know. Why? Because they're working and I'm sitting there being, you know, leisurely. Yeah, I've done that. We we had some roof work done and they were banging away outside and I was playing Dragon Age Equi Quig at the That's time. the thing is that, like, I don't know, for some reason when they're – and they were, they could see into the house and they could – yes, thank you for putting our house up on the stream, Jenny. There you go. It's a cute house. Go you put the, the zip code as well. <laughs> Please. There you go. Let's put it on. a link for Google Earth. Um, but it's the thing where, like, they were right outside the window. I know they could hear the sound effects from Rust. I know they could, you know, see what I was doing. It's just I don't. I felt really self-conscious. And I know they probably weren't paying attention. They didn't give a shit what I was doing. They do this every day. You know, there's probably people who are, like, watching them while eating peeled grapes. And so, yes, hurry up there. Make it faster. So do you think, do you think they were outside going, oh, look, he's playing video games. They're loser. See, probably not. They probably don't have any interest in what's going on. It's, no, is that what you think they were doing? I'm worried that they're going to be like, oh, I get God. that, though. No, Duke, I, I remember <laughs> I, back when I was 15 in 2000, right, I was playing Tomb Raider 1 again. Uh, and I was playing it on the PC. And these guys came into the house to fit the blinds on the patio, right? And they, the, the, that was in the same room that I was. And I felt like, I feel like a fucking idiot just <laughs> yeah. playing this for a man. I'm going to sit here and play my games. Yeah. You've not put the blinds up right, you dicks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, uh, I just thought that was a little weird. I always feel self-conscious when that sort of thing's happening. So now they're done. And next week I'll be able to play games without having any feelings of guilt whatsoever. Not that I should have had any, but whatever. Anyway, um, so uh, this week I played some more of Portal Mel, the Portal Stories, the Mel free mod thing. And actually, to uh, start us off this week, I went and found a clip from Chinny from last week. So here is a sound clip from Chinny from last week to talk about how I feel about Portal Stories Mel this week. I just want to say, fuck this game. I'm done. <laughs> so there you go. Fuck that game. What did I say? About that? that was about Fallout Shelter, wasn't it? Though? Yeah. But it's- <laughs> I think it was. Yeah. I can use it for all sorts of things in the future, starting with Portal Stories Mel, because it just kept getting worse and worse in terms of not just the difficulty. And I'll, I'll admit that it's difficult. Okay. And that's part of the problem because I don't. You know, I wasn't looking for a difficult game, but difficult in itself is not the breaking point, right? I put up a review that said the game is brutal and inelegant. The puzzles are brutal and inelegant. And someone wrote this response that was like, well, of course you die. You die in lots of games. And isn't brutal and inelegant isn't that just a synonym for being too hard? And the implication was that I just suck at games. And that's why I didn't like it. But that's not just it. It's because... It's just you you had to get lucky in certain points and it just it it was just annoying. So I just said, you know what? There's no reason for me to keep bashing my head against this wall. It's not worth it and so 
I do not recommend Portal Stories Mel. Sorry, people. It looks great. Sounds great. <laughs> not worth your time. Yeah. Yeah, no. It, it is interesting, isn't it? Because I think, for me, the fundamental reason for Portal to exist is to make you feel smart. I don't know about that. To an extent. Uh, I don't know. No, apart from being a very cool game, it makes you feel clever when you get it. Kind of. I mean, that's true. But, I mean, I I think the reason it exists is to put your brain through a bit of a workout. But I think this is just, like, the way they were going to distinguish themselves is by having puzzles that not only require a lot of really complex thought, but also they have, like, ten pieces to each puzzle. That's the part that really bugged me. If it were... One of those difficult puzzles, and then I got out of the test chamber, I would be like, whatever. Each test chamber, I'm just going to think it through. I solve it. I get out. Fine. But instead, it's you have to do a really difficult puzzle to get this one box on the other side of this emancipation grid or whatever. And it's just like – and then you had to do five other steps that were equally difficult. And I'm just like, it's not worth my time. So what I did was I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go back and play Portal 2 because, I mean, I'm in the Portal mood. And I started playing Portal 2 again. I'm like, wait a minute. Why don't I play Portal 1 first? Duh. So I went and played Portal 1, and it's awesome. And I realized something about Portal 1. I wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. You hear that? It's my piece of paper. We like it. We like it. We like it. Uh, Notes. One of the things I was complaining about with Portal Stories Mel is that some of the puzzles require split-second timing, and that's stupid. And some of the puzzles require... Like, it's really awkward movements and stuff. And when I was playing Portal 1, I realized that one of the puzzles requires a split-second timing. And one of the puzzles has... At one point, you have to stand on an office chair to get into an air vent. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. That's so Ah. dumb. I mean, in retrospect, it's just like Mm. this thing from Half-Life 2 or whatever... Like they just have yeah, the chair do. line. Or look, and make them climb on the chair. That is an odd moment. It is. That is an odd moment again, where it doesn't like, feel like it's intuitive. Right, exactly. I mean, it's not too bad because the chairs are right down the hall and eventually, you know, it doesn't take you very long to realize, oh, that's what I have to do. But the actual doing it part is just awkward and stupid. And that's what I mean by inelegant. That moment in Portal 1 is inelegant. And the thing is, with Portal 2, they totally got rid of that. There is nothing inelegant in any of Portal 2. When I was playing Portal No, the only the only moments that you get like that in Portal 2 are the Easter egg type stuff. Even those I don't really mind. No, no, but that's completely optional. Right, you kind of have to Yeah, I know what you mean. You have to kind of like shimmy and shake or jump or whatever to get to the spots yeah. or whatever. Anyway, um the other thing I did when I was playing Portal 2 was uh I took a lot of screenshots and I didn't realize until like a third of the way through that you could turn off the HUD and the actual portal guns, you could have you know the screen just as it is without your arm in the way and without the little you know green, orange, and blue you know reticule thing. So, Circle, but I took yeah. a lot of shots of various things, and uh, yeah, I'll put those on the website if people want them. I mean, most of it. Kevin is- Kevin Fai, nineteen eighty five, good year by the way. Uh, has never played a portal game. <gasps> Bam! Oh my Jeez. god, what is wrong nice. with you? How? Here, wait. This, let's this, oh, wait. Let's pause the podcast. Everybody wait for him to finish Portal 1 and 2, and then we'll carry on when he comes back. This is is for you, Kevin. You really suck. (laughs) Brilliant. No, no, I think you should have a... I think that deserves a Yui Ball clip, to be honest. Yeah, really. F*** yourself. No, it's... There you go. We're not... Look, (laughs) Kevin, you're in store for awesome, because when you play Portal 1, you're going to love it, and when you play Portal 2, you're going to absolutely die with joy. (laughs) 
that's brilliant. That was so so totally appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> so what'll do awesome. Nothing else to say about that. I finished Hook, which you don't need to bother with the video, Chinny, but Hook is uh, uh yeah, it's funny because last week actually I think I don't know if it was Chinny or someone else who said isn't that game very short? And I was like, oh, I played like 48 levels and I'm still going strong. And then I went back to it the next day, or maybe it was even that night. And it was like, I played two more levels and then I was done. That's brilliant. There are 50 <laughs> levels in all. So I was just, no, there's lots to get. Oh, wait, it's, that's, I'm done. But then how long did that take you to play? Uh, it was probably say? like an hour or two hours. Like, it's really not a very long game. No, by well, size. But it's worth a dollar. I mean, and yeah. I said, I posted on the forums and I said, um, hey, we should have workshop capabilities for this game. I would love to see user-generated puzzles. And someone else wrote, yeah, that's a great idea. So I think they need to get on it. But anyway. Uh, anyway. Yeah. And speaking of puzzle games, I got a game called Grapple, which is very interesting. And, Chini, you should put this up on the stream. What is what is this at the moment with you with one-word video games? I know, games? right? Well, there are all these puzzle games. and I think this Grapple, Hawk. Yeah, Portal. Uh, there were... I think this was one of the ones that was on sale on Steam. It was like, you know, they have their weekly sale, and usually it's a bunch of shit, but this week, occasionally there's a game here and there that's good. That's where I got hooked. <clears throat> or maybe that was because it was new. I think that was because it was new. But anyway, so Grapple is a, uh, you're a sphere, and so Grapple, in Grapple, you are a sphere, and you, you're kind of uh, squishy. I guess you could call it. And you're in 3D space. You're in three. It's a 3D platformer, and you have to bounce around on all these different. They're actually just hanging platforms in the air, and you have to bounce from one to the other. Sometimes you have to jump. Sometimes you have to use a grappling hook and swing. Um, kind of like a story about my uncle, but less annoying than the grapple mechanism in that. But there are some annoying parts in this game. There's no story at all. It's just this board, and then now that board, and now that board. But it's got a cute little whimsical feel to it. Like you see in the stream, at certain points, you'll highlight a certain little blip or whatever on the platform, and it will, you know, there'll be a screen nearby, and it will just play a little clip of a guy dancing. And that's it. Like it's just, it's kind of cute, it's kind of fun. Um, it gets really frustrating at certain points, but it's good. Yeah. I mean, it sounds okay. It's not, I mean, a lot of these things you're playing at the moment just sound like just distractions. Yeah, they pretty much are. You know, rather than a proper game, it just feels like little things that you it's play for a while. And kind of like fun. comprehensive thought process work that's inquired for Persona 4, for instance. Exactly. Uh, um, I have got a demo. I've got a mission for you for next oh, week. Oh, yeah, huh? I've got, there's a demo out. There's a, de- there's a demo on Steam called Look Slinger. Look Slinger? I already hate yeah. it. <laughs> I know, I know. We're here, right? Okay. What, everyone I'll listening, look- you're going to get my live reaction to this. Go ahead, Stu. Tell me. Let me let me read the description. Okay, here we go. In Look Slinger, look is measurable, collectible, and usable wherever you please. Wait, look? Uh, look. On, look. On one half, it's inspired by the unrealistically fast gunslingers. The dark, gritty humor and the greed-driven anti-heroes of the spaghetti western classics. I was searching for look slinger. Look. Uh, on the other half, it's inspired by vinyl digging, graffiti spraying, rhyming, and the slow drums of jazzy samples of hip-hop culture and sound. I don't understand what the game is. I don't really steal know, but it's got hip-hop. Steal their luck and use it for your own good. 
It's got hippity hop hop in it. So I thought maybe. I can't hurt to try the demo. Stu Lek has brought up a good point. Can can you stop talking? Uh, (laughs) Stu Lek has brought up a good point. It has now turned into the PC podcast. Uh, Don't worry, listeners, hanging on there. I'll talk about. uh, well, uh, actually, actually, game. no, I'd like to dispute that because I've played three games this week. Not one of them was on PC. Yeah, yeah but no one listens to you, so that doesn't really count. <laughs> so, whatever, <laughs> Trevor. Whatever. I do what I want, whatever. Roll yeah, do what I want. Crimes. Um, uh, but there is another demo I would also like you to check out, Duke, this week. <sighs> uh, which I've only just realised is on there. I've been, I've been watching out for this. But do you, re- do you remember a very, very good game... Uh, on the 360 called Chime, and it had uh, uh, tracks from Orbital on there. It was like there. Tetris, but not as fun. Well, yeah. Well, there's a there's a sequel to that, so that's on there as well. At that called right. Chime, something or other. So I'm going to give that a whirl for next Two, week because that's uh, Chime Sharp. It's called installed demo. Right. Okay. So there you go. So we'll give that a whirl as well. Right. Okay. So. Uh, Blizzard, I couldn't think of who made this game. Oh yeah, had a um, sale on Diablo three, and it was down to twenty dollars. And I thought that was a pretty good deal, and I was like, "Ooh, I'm intrigued." Yep. But a lot of people were saying that game's three years old; it should be a lot cheaper by now. And when I thought about it, I was like, "Yeah, it should. That's true. What's up with that?" But when I went looking into the deal, I saw a little thing on their website that said "free demo," and I was like, "Ooh, I didn't know there was a demo for Diablo 3. Oh, it's huge. It is. So I got it, and I played it, and I enjoyed it, and, and it, it was the little things, like the font that they used, and the fact that you're basically centered in one town, and then you go to other areas around it. It made me... Rem- hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what about the font did you like? I, it, it's not that it's a great font. It's just that it's the same font that they used back in the day, so it reminded me of playing Diablo 1 and Diablo 2, and I got way into those games. I've spent a lot of time... And you give me shit for talking about minor aesthetic details. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Freaking font. We're talking about font. Well. <laughs> no, it's true. Uh, Duke. Stuart, stop whining about minor aesthetic details. Yes, fair enough. Thank you, Clementine. Jesus Christ. Um, so I got done with the demo, and it was like, in order to keep going, you need to buy the game. And I was like, $20 is really not that much. Ah! But then I remembered, wait a minute. There's a free game called Path of Exile, which is basically the same game. It's an isometric 3D quarter view uh, action RPG where you click on the monsters to attack them. And you got a lot of loot all the time, and you got sockets for weapons, and you can put magic in, and you got health potions, and it's even got the two spheres on the different sides of the screen. If people put up path, if you put up Path of Exile on the stream, Jenny, people will be like, it's the same game. It looks exactly like Diablo. But let me ask you though, is it really the it's same? It's not really the same. It's a little less polished. The writing's not great. There's really not much of a story, and Diablo does have a story and all this, but. I mean, for all intents and purposes, the gameplay is exactly the same. So, and does it feel the same when you play? It's pretty it? much a muchness, yeah. So okay. I was like, enough. you know what? I'll just play Path of Exile, and I was playing a little bit of Path of Exile, and then I remember, wait a minute, 
Some of the people who made Diablo and Diablo 2 went on to make Torchlight. Why don't I play Torchlight? Duh, because I played a little bit of it back in the day, but not a whole lot. And I started playing a little bit of Torchlight, and then I was like, wait a minute! Jesus Christ. There's second Torchlight! What am I thinking? I can't keep up with these games, dude. Now, can I just can I just ask, did you already own these games? Have you I own Torchlight, yes. Right, okay. And then I realized there's a second Torchlight. And, there is. Uh, but I don't have it. And it's twenty dollars. I'm like, okay, wait a minute. I'm not gonna get Torchlight two. If I'm gonna pay twenty dollars for a game, I'm gonna get Diablo three. I feel like we've gone round in a whole circle here and come back to the beginning. But again. wait a minute, there's more because my Steam buddy, hardly Dan. Oh yeah, what what? He has Torchlight two in his library, and because we're friends on Steam, uh, we share games, and I can play his copy of Torchlight two. I was like, yes. So I installed it. I went to play it. <laughs> Oh, it took me to the store page because he was playing games. I had to wait. <laughs> the trouble is, you're at the wrong time I now. I guess so. <laughs> That's the trouble. Dan playing his own games. What the heck is with that? It's meant to be selfish. Jesus Christ. Does he not know how this thing I know, works? Right? When I'm around, you go away. Play games. I, I think that's a Yui Ball. I think there's a Yui Ball no, for you. Oh, no, no. He's. Yes, there lots is. of awesome games so i can't say anything <laughs> negative toward him uh, so anyway i've been playing some torchlight 2 as a way to get my isometric combat rpg fix and yeah it's been fun so that's what i've been playing Oof. Oof. Ah, very good uh <laughs> I couldn't Jenny. keep up with that. He was, he was just saying, like, I, know, I, I was playing fucking Diablo, then Path of Exile, then Torchlight, then Trine. Oh, no, I can't, can't. It was like the, it was like a freaking five degrees of separation or something going on, weren't it? <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, uh, anyway, Chini, what have you been up to? Yeah, so I want to bring this back. I want to make sure that it's not just a PC podcast. So I've been playing Prison Architect, which is available on Steam. <laughs> what? Hello, is this on? Uh, Chime Chime Sharp is only available in September 2015, so it's not even the demo out yet. Oh, wait, no, download PC demo. Never mind. (laughs) Yeah, the game's not out for a bit, but the demo's there. Anyway, Chini, carry on. You were were talking about Steam when I interrupted you to talk about Steam. No, I've just been playing more Prison Architects. I just want to try and build up my prison, but it's hard, man, because... The fuckers keep tulling it out my, my, my thing, you know. Oh god. They've added more stuff, haven't they? They've added some other stuff recently. Yeah, they've they've added um they've added quite a lot. I mean like this the thing is, uh I mean there's a lot of stuff in there, but sometimes there's I feel like there's a lot of stuff in Prison Architect that um you, you wouldn't know that was there unless unless you know that they have every time they do an update they do a YouTube video. Um, right, and they sort of talk about their new features and stuff. But obviously, like you know, they're quite sort of quirky guys. They're British, you know, so they're naturally funny, like me and you, too. And they, uh, they you know, they obviously, obviously, and you know, that's so how they're talking about all sorts of stuff within the within the video, which is nice and amusing and and so on. But uh, it, it takes a while for them to get to the point, which is, I, I, you know, I, I, I can't think of a show. An audio show where people take a while to get to the point, so I can't criticise too much. No idea. No idea. Um, <laughs> Today's hectic lifestyle making you tense and impatient. Shut up and get to the point. So you know, when when I watch those, I learn a ton of stuff. Like for example, uh, the the different um, 
parole routes you can give. So depending on the time of day, you can change the 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 the, the patrol routes. You know, so you can have armed guards in this uh, section and uh, at this time of day, and then you know when there's a meal and when it's eating time in the canteen, you can move your guards to that area. Um, so it's you know it's a very sort of in depth. Uh, oh, it's deep. I, mean, uh, I know it's a deep structure. game for sure. They've added they've added shops to the game, so you know people from the prison can actually buy stuff uh, for recreation. Commissary um, prison. And what's it called? Sorry, it's called a commissary. Well, it's called a shop in the prison. I don't know. Right. Uh, what do you want? But well, the but, British, uh, it's a shop. Right. It's a shop. Uh, you know, so there's different ways you're gonna make money. The way you make money in prison architect is. Uh, uh, having more prisoners, so the more prisoners you have, the more income you have, and and do you um, get, do you get you some can, from sort of setting up workshops and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, so we've got workshops. You can make license plates, um, yes, and if yes. you grade your, uh, sorry, can you, can you bribe a judge to sentence children to your prison like the way I did in I think it was Pennsylvania? Jesus no. Christ! Yeah, that's a good way to get your private prison to grow by sending. If that was an option, though, yeah, I would. Oh, Bill Albury. <laughs> you were definitely um, doing. He oh, was yeah. slapping those slave collars on everything in Fallout 3. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, I can make money from <laughs> kidnapping children. This sounds like a fantastic adventure. Uh, there you go. Yes. Um, don't worry, Mr. Fish. I, I've got. I played a console game as well. <laughs> Mr. Fish is crying. Eventually. Uh, Kevin says, Theme Hospital still looks better than Prison Architect. Please, Kevin. I was a massive Theme Hospital fan. I love Prison Architect. The thing about Prison Architect, though, and I remember this, is the first time that I played it, I played it on, on Twitch, and it's it's a massive learning curve, huge learning curve to sort of get comfortable in getting getting your prison going, and your first prison isn't going to be, you know, your your best prison. Your first prison is going to be a fuck-up. Uh, people are going to die, oh, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and people die all the time in my prison now. Um <laughs> I've had 13 deaths. I've had 13 escapes, and um, <laughs> I've had 14 people leave because they finished their sentence. Uh, oh, that's pretty good. The, the, that's so pretty the, good. The, the, the way I'm going to structure my prison now is um, so the, the, at the moment I've sort of got like a middle, like bottom half of it is cells, and then a little bit of the top half is offices. But what I'm going to do is going to I'm going to make the north part of my prison the luxury part of the prison so people that have got like sort of very small sentences and stuff um as the north the more north it will go the better the, the accommodation will be so i'll make cells with ensuite showers i will make um uh like you know they have like a tv in some of the cells and then when you get really far up you know they'll they won't have locks on their doors they'll have their own house sort of thing uh they they can come and go as they please they have the best meals uh, best variety, best quality. Um, they don't get treated badly. They get the best education. And in the, in the middle, it's sort of like just sort of an even ground. And the further south my prison will be, you can get an exemption for how big, because you you have to have cells the size they have to be is three by two. If you make them any smaller than that, they won't oh, make a cell. Right standards. But if if you can get, um, you can convince the lawyer to change that law. So you can get cells that are one by one, or I think two by two or something. So you can pack more Jesus cells in Christ. there, more <laughs> cash. So when when I, when I get the when I get that, 
Yeah, it's all about fuck them. You know, who cares, right? <laughs> so the the. the <laughs> Do you know what Chidi should be a prison governor? I think he'd be pretty oh, yeah, good at it. So, so the sub part is going to be more sort of it's more hot, and then the more safe it gets, I'm going to make two by two cells. And what you can do now in the game, which is the big part, which is what they sort of promised in the tutorial, Stu, if you remember, is execution. A long time ago. That's um, right. The problem with executions is they didn't want to make people so they didn't want to make it easy for people to to execute. So it's not easy to execute people, but there are people on death row. So you could have a death row block, right? And all these people on death row, you don't have to give them fucking anything. You don't have to. You, they they <laughs> they don't even have to go to the the canteen. You know what I mean? They 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 get fed at their cell. They're completely in solidarity. You know, solitary. That they, they, they don't talk to anyone else they're just bam locked up and what happens with them is they have a percentage that they might be innocent right now if anything under 10 percent you're allowed to execute them i believe is the you know without any even if they get found innocent after, just like you, in texas. after you've executed them <laughs> after you've executed them even if they get found innocent if they're under 10 percent it doesn't matter because the evidence was so strong against them that it was like, well, you know, look, it didn't look that good at the time. It was a pretty, it was a pretty fair call, all right. Um, if if their chances of being innocent is over ten percent, say it's like fifteen percent, and you execute them, you can still execute them. But if if they get found to be innocent, <laughs> then um, you you it's the end game. It absolutely finishes. You can't carry on game over, right? Because you you can't do it. Just you just get shut down. You can get massive miscarriage of justice. You can go to the lawyer, you can go to the bureaucracy and you can go to the lawyer and say, can we make this so it's it's 20 percent? So anything 20 percent. So, you, you know, you can be more flexible. So it makes it look, you know, it makes it easier for you. But it sucks for them sort of thing, uh, which is great for me. Uh, I, you know, so the, the more sort of high risk the prisoners are, you can get medium, minimal or maximum, maximum risk prisoners and the maximum ones you get you get a grand for every prison that comes in and then you get a bit of money you get more money basically the more risk they are the more money you, you get so i'm gonna pack them in in the south you know what i mean i'm packing it in the south of my prison they're gonna be packed in living conditions are gonna be shite awful they're gonna be just surrounded like, by armed guards just like in texas exactly <laughs> just like and in, in the north it's gonna be it's gonna be like the prison that the wolf of wall street guy went to uh, you know, it's going to be like, like if you could, I would put tennis courts into it. You know what I mean? I, I just, I would put anything in just to make, you know, because the rich, uh, it's easy for them to to live. So yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing in, in prison architect. There's tons of things you can do in prison architect, which is fantastic. There's things like, uh, well, at the moment, my biggest problem is power, right? So you got power generator, you got a war generator, and you can make multiple ones of these um, because if you power your whole prison, which you sort of can do, you can power a lot of your prison with one generator however if you do that when it sometimes it breaks down your whole prison goes out but if you use power differently if you know if you power one part with a power generator then another part with a power if one goes out you don't necessarily lose complete control of the prison you can have cctv you can have armed guards you were talking about before uh, having more than one generator i don't think that's a good idea why can i just ask do you think in the next expansion because in utah uh they've brought back the firing squad uh because they can't get lethal injection drugs anymore do you think they'll have that as an expansion to prison architect think, you can you know 
listening to the guys I don't, that make this game, I don't think they're sort of into that. You know what I mean? I don't think they don't want to make a sort of killing simulator, right? And that they have spoke about um, uh, some prisons where they all they do is death row stuff. They don't they don't do anything else. You see, uh, I always thought it was weird because obviously I've played the beginning of this game. I built my first prison. Yeah. So I did all of that stuff, and it was a bit shit. I had more prisoners being carted off by the the paddy wagon or whatever the hell you call it outside, you know, off to the morgue, yeah. than yeah. I had probably in the prison. And they even killed the medic and everything. They killed everybody. Do you know yeah. what I mean? They, she was treating somebody for a fight, and he stabbed her to yeah, death. Yeah, they will. They will stab everyone. I, I, I've had uh, some a dog die. I had a dog die and a dog handler die because um, you've got sniffer dogs in this as well. Um, you can you, you say if they get certain punishments, so certain punishments come in, if they get found with a weapon, you can get, you can um, set what kind of punishment they have, so they can be in solidarity if, if you want. You can just search their cell and just let them carry on. If they ca- cause a fight, you can put them in solidarity and search their cell. You, you, so you have complete a lot of flexibility in sort of how you treat them. Um, you can have oh, yeah. varied meals. Uh, you can have uh, shared showers. You can have not shared showers. Uh, visitations, visitations are dodgy because sometimes they get sneak. They sneak stuff in. Their family always sneaks stuff in. I've had, I've had <laughs> one instance. Great. I've had one instance. Uh-huh. Somebody throw something into the prison. That they, 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 uh, they, they had a bottle of alcohol, and you can track how it came into the prison, and it was thrown in over the wall by somebody that was unknown. I have no idea who it was. Uh, and, and yeah, so they, they sneak in a lot of weapons. They, they, they nick them from the workshop. They nick them from the kitchen, uh, and you can track them, and, and, and eventually they get found and searched. There was one, though, and, and somebody escaped, and I couldn't believe how large the tunnel and complex the tunnel was, but they worked out an area because you couldn't get out at the top of my prison, but there was an, a little area. If you dug under the yard and back out, you could escape. Is your prison right? in Mexico? And Did you have like the number one <laughs> drug lord in Mexico in your prison? No, um, but they, they, there's a big debate on sort of what, is the prison an American prison or a British prison? They, they don't associate a country to it because I think they don't want to get political, Duke, to sort of answer your question. You know what I mean? I don't think they want to go, oh, this is a Texas prison or something. They just want to simulate a prison environment as best as possible. But this tunnel was a complex tunnel that, that led to three cells and all three people escaped on this very, you know, they, they worked out, the prisoners worked out that if you get out at this point, just past the yard, on the east side of the prison, you can just make a run for it very quickly. And by the time I sent God's there, they, they were gone. You know, they, they'd just gone. Do you know what's cool so, about that, though? Is that, obviously, each person's prison is completely unique to the person that built it. So, the AI of the game worked out the weak points of the prison you'd built. Yeah. And that in itself is very cool. complex and also very cool. It is very Do cool. Do you know what I mean? It, that... It, you, you know, in the background, it's doing all these little calculations yeah, and working, working out. Yeah, it's working things out. It, I, I think you I don't know how much of it is sort of like. I mean, that that they definitely sort of found that weak spot in my prison. That's very clever. But sometimes, you know, I think, I think it's, there's a lot of me filling in the blanks. You know what I mean? Me making my own story, like that prison. Uh, you know that 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 prisoner has sort of like thrown that in, and he's nicking that because you get a lot of cleaners. They the cleaners nick a lot of stuff um, because it's <laughs> obviously. Because they they have large access, so you get cleaners into the armory room, and it's very dangerous to to have cleaners in the armory room because they'll stick they'll steal weapons and stuff. Um, 
So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, the, the Roy two nine five in the chat says uh, they should make a Russian one. Uh, and uh, again, I don't think the developers really want to associate with any country or any sort of political view. However, no, in a way, uh, because because why... people are awful. Uh, they're in the workshop, in the Steam workshop, you can get ones that are made that to make look like, you know, Russian or a Mexican one, or uh, it looks like the, the the Starship Enterprise or something like that. And you can get ones where they it's completely death row, and you can just if you just want to manage one instead of build one, you can you can download them there. Uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, I was just gonna say what's also cool about this game is that. The fact that they don't associate it with any particular country or place or anything is is in the game's favour because wherever you play it, you just imagine it in your country, don't you? Yeah, Do you know I what mean, I mean? I, you I, put, I, I, yeah, you're prison around. I that. feel like it's an American prison to me. Like it feels like a bit of an American prison to me, but that's not really like what I'm thinking about when I'm playing the game. I'm just thinking, I hope. I hope no one escapes because, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people die in my prison as well. And that's annoying. Uh, I did find I'm going to get a, a screenshot. I did find I took a very uh, funny screenshot. Um, Do you know what I my... as well is when you when you click mm-hmm. on individual prisoners and they've got their own little backstory. Well, and what, that's, you know, that's you what see. I was going to say. I found I think I found the reason why there is no Half-Life 3. <laughs> you can get away. Oh, my God. <laughs> There is a prisoner in my my prison called Gordon Freeman. No way. And he's sentenced to seven years after a lawsuit with the National Head Crab Rights Center. Nice. Brilliant. That's awesome. You see, you know, apart from... There he is. Apart from the very cool AI... He's just, I mean, he's even got the little beard. He's got the goatee and everything. <laughs> That's and everything. Just, all he needs is glasses and he'd be sorted. One, one of the um, cool things as well is there's a, I've got a prisoner in my prison and he's got blue hair, right? And then I looked into his name and he's, he's actually a developer of the game. Not only is he a developer of the game, Stu, he's the very man that I interviewed in the, e, in the Eurogamer YouTube video right. that we've got on our YouTube channel. It's, it's that man. Uh, uh, Gary Chambers, and he's a fucker as well in my in my prison. He always starts fights, so yeah, that's funny. Presumably, you did that on purpose, I'm sure. But you know, you've got to admire the guys that have made this game because this was early access, wasn't it? Originally, when it came out, still early access. It's it's um, and it's still probably early access. No, but it's, it's coming out again, officially December, so that's when the. But unlike a lot of early access games, you get a lot of game for your early access don't you and it's again it's almost a complete game really isn't it they just keep adding stuff to it do you know what i mean and it's yeah. i just i'm i'm just in awe and impressed so much with what these guys have created you know and right. even though it's not my kind of thing i did enjoy building the one prison i did build that went terribly wrong and i just don't yeah. happen to have built another one since but i will and maybe one day i will go and back and have another go at it because it is fun i, I mean prison, somebody mentioned in the chat earlier i can't remember who it was um about the escapists which is sort of prison architect in reverse yeah. isn't it you know you're the prisoner yeah, yeah. and you try and escape i've got that on the xbox one uh and i really want to play because i'm a big team 17 fan and stuff so i will play that but there's something about making your own prison that i really like it's, it, it really scratch you know duke you have that itch for like crafting and stuff you know you have that itch i have the itch for like building a thing like a city or a prison or a hospital you know i, I have that itch so a prison if, architect is if they were to make a simple enough if they were to make another game 
like the net prison architect two, would you want it to be three D? No. No. I don't think no, it would I, work, I think it loses it? a lot of its charm. Like I think it's got a lot of charm the way you know the characters have the, the way they are, the way they they look, that they, they have little circle hands and stuff. I, I just wouldn't want it to be three D. Stuff. The, the, the making a two D game three D is a very sort of nineteen uh, nineteen like five seven just sort saying, of like, attitude, isn't it? Down, like maybe they could do something cute with you know as a isometric. You know, I don't think I'd want another. I don't think I'd want another prison. You know what I mean? I, I want them to yeah. make a. A hospital one, or like a, you know. I don't. Like a, I don't think it would add any benefit else. either to the game. Yeah. I don't think uh, it would benefit the game at all yeah, doing that. Just curious. Hmm. No. I, 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 want, yeah, no, I want them to make something else, not a prison, but something else, like a like a police station, or you know what I mean, something different. Um, oh, where they, that's a good idea, actually. A police station. I should. I should. Nick yeah, that. no, that is um, uh, you know, just just something different where, where where like you know you have to do different things and worry like about architecture. Yeah. So. It's funny that there hasn't oh. been a, a sort of police station one done because that would make perfect sense, wouldn't it? You'd have to sort yeah. out where everybody sits, where the crimes are coming in. You know, people you've arrested yeah. holding cells. I like the idea that crimes yeah. are coming into the police. No, no, no. But you know, like I people know reporting crimes and stuff. So you know what I mean? Wrong and ridiculous, and I want to make fun of you. Ha ha. Ah, but yeah, I think that's a really good idea. I think that'd make a cracking game like this. Huh. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I should so, go away and make that game. Um, you should definitely do that. What else have you been playing? The, uh, Kevin, Kevin's mentioned a game that I want to play. This is uh, not games I am playing, but this is a game I want to play. Rocket League, I'm hearing tons and tons of stuff about oh, Rocket League. It's free on the PlayStation Network uh, for PlayStation Plus subscribers. And... Um, it's basically football, I've got this. I've got this. Yeah. soccer Not with cars, with RC cars. It's fifteen dollars. Sorry, fifteen pounds, twenty dollars on Steam, and it's free for the PlayStation Plus subscription. I, I, I really want to give this a go. I, I think this is looking fantastic. I don't know why. I just have this urge to play it. Um, but, but hey, you know, the only reason I've not played it is because I've. I didn't know what it was. <laughs> so it's, I just downloaded it. It's in the past, too. Why is that holding you back? Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well, true. Um, but, like, yeah. the, the Electronic like, Sports Association, the ESA, has already picked this up. So it's already officially sort of like a sport. Uh, and there are already people that are number one in the world. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's taking on... It's got momentum. I think it's going to be a big game. It's a very good, very competitive game. It's a very good game to watch as well. You know, like, People say what they want about Twitch, uh, you know, watching people play games. But there is something about watching Rocket League that is quite enjoyable. You know, it's it, it's quite fun to watch. Um, is it is it so, quite yeah. simplistic? It's yeah, it's very is simplistic. It, it is it is a simple soccer with cars. The ball's bigger than the cars. It's like RC cars. So uh, would you, would you say the, this is kind of this generation's like kickoff or speedball that type of game? Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it, it is that type of game, and, and the, the the walls are curved, so you can drive off them. It's, it's a very simple sort of soccer game with cars, but I haven't played it, but I want to play it, so it's one of those. Um, well, I better get on you yes. then, aren't I? Uh, you better get on it, mate. Report next week, because I'm dying to play that it. game. I need to report yeah, next week, then I will do that. Yeah. So, so uh, okay, so I've been uh, also playing uh, Batman Arkham Knight, if you remember... I, was, uh, I thought you finished. Did you not finish this, or am I dreaming that? 
No, I only I last Sunday I only had it since Thursday. Uh, oh, okay. Um, uh, so, but I I caned it. I I played twelve hours of it very very quickly. Um, I'd smashed it, uh, and I've smashed it again because I have now finished it. Uh, I've finished. Uh, God. The, I've I've done ninety five percent of the game. Uh, for people that don't know. Uh, Arkham Knight, you have to finish uh, all the Riddler challenges to get the true ending. So there's sort of three endings. There's the story ending, which it doesn't give you credits for. And then you have to ha- apprehend 13 of the 14 uh, super villains. Uh, so that's do- just finish off some side quests. Um, and that will activate a thing called Operation Nightfall. Uh, and that's that gives you an ending. But it doesn't give you a sort of complete ending and then uh usually the last thing that you left with is um uh the riddler challenges which are 200 and some odd riddler challenges and and yeah you have to finish all of them because you fight riddler in the game i mean there there is like a sort of side mission riddler thing where he's captured catwoman and you have to sort of free catwoman you do that and you fight riddler and then he gets scared and he goes i you i won't let you fight me until you finish off all my riddler challenges you bastard and you're like ah uh, and then you have to do that so that's what i'm doing right now i'm chipping away at my riddler challenges this game is so good shoot so good Jesus christ you this see but that puts so me off it just puts me off that i will i'm thinking about doing a new game plus with it no way yeah Jesus, I was going to ask you as well, I was going to say, are you still as impressed as you were last week? But I guess the answer to that's a very easy yes. Absolutely, yeah. I, I think um, I really enjoyed the story in Batman Arkham Knight. I, I thought that it was uh, it's very well done. Um, I thought that it, it, it sort of... There, there are some bits that are a bit... Nah, it's a bit cheap. Uh, the whole uh, Arkham Knight identity is, is probably the weakest part of uh, of of the story uh, except mr fish says this looks too much like city and i want them to make one like asylum yeah i mean it is the sort of same structure as city but i didn't really like city to be honest mr fish uh, i thought asylum was the better one but un- no doubt in my mind that arkham knight is is the best batman game uh and the best game i've played all year it's it's fantastic i can't rave about it enough uh, it is super polished. Everything's well well crafted in it. I did come across a few performance issues though. <gasps> uh, this this game has been slated for its performance on the PC. They took it off the uh, the, the the market for that. But um, the game crashed on me twice. So that's but the, but that's happened with other games, you know. You know, so that's that's a thing. <laughs> And, and now and again, like the, I'll be in a Batmobile and it'll give me a little Batman loading thing. It'll freeze and give me a little Batman loading thing in the bottom right corner, and then it'll go again. Um, and I, I noticed a little bit of stuttering during some cutscenes as well, just a little bit. Uh, I, I like the Batmobile uh, that they do sort of give you a lot of tank combat um, to, towards the end. There, there is there is a section of the game towards the end where you just literally fight like a hundred fucking tanks and it it is a bit heavy on the tank combat so i actually really like the tank combat i think it's it's i think it's fun um i i like the idea of just clean cleaning up all these tanks and getting rid of them but uh i know some people don't really like it it, it, it can be a bit laborious there's one side mission where you have to um get all the landmines and those can be a little bit 
um, tedious. But all the other side missions, like there's a man bat uh, flying around, you have to capture him and, and all sorts of stuff. So Saying it wrong, it's, I think it's man, not man bat. No, unfortunately, there's another one uh, called man bat, and uh, you have to get him. And uh, I see yeah. what they did the play on words and all that stuff. Yes, I get yes. it. Because it's more of a bat than a an imposter. Imposter. Yes. Um, it's it's great. I I I think it's brilliant, and I I really want uh, uh, other people to experience it. If they didn't like City like me, and they prefer Asylum like like Mr. Fish, uh, I think you should give it a go because uh, I really really enjoyed it. Obviously, the Riddler challenges are going to be tedious. There's no doubt about that. I think they are going to be a grind. Um, but I'm really satisfied with the ending I got. I, I, like I said, the the story just really uh, like sat with me. I I, I thought that it I, I thought they did a great job um, about with the story. Like because my biggest problem with Batman is he doesn't kill anyone, and I just think his life would be so much easier if he just fucking shot someone in the head. You know, but, uh, and <laughs> get rid of him for so good. So much easier if he just put a a bullet in Penguin's head or something. Uh, and and that's sort of what the story is all about. It's 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 his it is uh, it it is conscious. You know, that I don't want to spoil it too much, but there's 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 this thing about this internal dialogue that he has, and uh, another bit of polish. You know, in characters in games when they talk to themselves, like I really should get a red key because I can't get through this door. Well, Batman always yeah, yeah. favorite part of the game. With Batman, it's always um, his thoughts. He's always thinking. So he never actually says it out loud, but he's always thinking it. I just think that's, you know, it's a nice little touch. Uh, to to, to the, that's just an example of another level of polish where, you know, they 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 didn't need to do that. Most games just go with a trope and they they're saying it out loud, but with this they don't. Um, but yeah, the, yeah, the, 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 there's an interesting internal dialogue that Batman has a struggle internally, which is reflected through. Uh, it, well, I don't again. I don't want to say, but there's there's a way that they they bring it out, and it's good. It's really good, and there's some really well, shocking moments in there. I'll have to get to it because, like I say, I mean, I've just finished a massive game. Um, I also got that out of the way. I know, and that was a hundred hours. So I don't know. I guess I'm gonna have spent, to play this. Uh, I mean, my wife. Put off in your ass. My wife. Twenty five, twenty six hours. To, to yeah, so it's nothing like nothing like The Witcher then, in no. that respect. No, uh, but yeah, my wife is going to her sister's in a couple of weeks' time, so I'll be a week on my own. So I'll have evenings and during the days when I'm not working to play games. Oh, so yeah, have to give it a go. Playing games. I doubt you would sort of like it as much as I will, Stu. I. I I seem to think that if you don't like, I mean, you've already said that you don't really rate the Batman, sorry, the Batmobile movement. Um, yeah, I don't like. I it. would recommend though, Stu. I would rec- if you go into the options and press yeah, toggle yeah, change tank it. mode, it becomes so much better, so much better. Right. I don't know so, why they didn't make that default because holding the left trigger or R two as it will be on on the PlayStation is just a ridiculous way to to control that yeah. tank. Okay, so I will. That. I will give that a whirl. I will go and do that before uh, I start playing yeah. it. Really, really varied uh, story missions. Great dialogue. Great characters. Uh, great story. Great graphics. Um, side missions, fantastic. Really liked it. Brilliant polish. The game of the year for me so far. So, so this is kind of your Batman GTA then. <laughs> everything, everything that comes out to this year, everything that I play has to beat Batman. 
So wow. Fall Out 4, The Witcher 3, they're, they're the games that I have to beat Batman right now. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, right, that's kind of it for what we've been playing, which has taken yeah. virtually all of the show. Yeah, we're done. Thank you for uh, listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> But we have got sometimes some super quick news. Uh, we could maybe super quick news. do one main story and then some super quick stuff. Um, okay. So I'll leave it up to you, Chini, to decide what you want to talk about more in depth. Let's, do, let's just do super quick news. Okay, well, there is, there is some... Can, we can actually bring something up because there's an email link to it so we can leave that one, which is the, uh, the, sad, the sad story. The sad story. about the drugs? No, you'll know you'll know which one it is. So if you don't say anything about love, that, we okay, right, email okay, it. Yeah, yeah. About Nintendo, but, maybe. Yes, it is linked to Nintendo. Yeah. So we'll, okay, uh, here we go. Super quick news. Oh. Arkham Knight. We were just talking about it. it. Has a PC patch coming next month. Oh. Wow, fucking wow. Well done. You should have uh, uh, passed it at the start. Anyway, uh, super quick news. Sixty million dollar settlement for college football players from EA. This is their E college. Uh, football thing, their likeness was used and without permission, so EA got sued. Fallout 4 actors record over 13,000 lines of dialogue. That's a lot. Last time I checked. Fallout Shelter earns 5.1 million in its first two weeks. There is a new trailer for Shemu 3, so if you want to make sure that you're convinced that that game is going to be good, then you'll watch that trailer and realise that it's going to be good. Do you know what? Just to say, I'm just at a loss. I watched this thing, right, and I'm like, I'm sat there watching this thing, right, that people have given, I think it's over $6 million to now, right, to make this game. And it just looks shit. I'm just like, what the fucking hell are people on? They're on drugs. The people who've paid all this money to have this game made are on drugs or something because <laughs> I am not seeing what they are seeing. Well, of course not. I seriously. looking at it through nostalgia glasses. I don't know what yeah. they're looking at it through, but well, I think they're looking at it through blind person's eyes. Well, that's nostalgia glasses are. I don't get it. I look at it and I'm like... What is this? The animation looks shit. The voice acting's terrible. The la- the dialogue is just ropey at best. What are they seeing that I'm not seeing? They see the same really thing I'm... you see when you play Deadly Premonitions, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I'm telling you now, though, Deadly Premonition is like freaking GTA compared to this game. Okay, let's not get silly. Let's move on. I'm telling uh, you now. Uh, Kojima has been removed from the Metal Gear Solid 5 game cover. Um, so that's a thing. Uh, Dead Island 2 no longer being made by Jaeger. Uh, that game was in trouble because it was supposed to be coming out this year. And then De- Dying Light came out. And I think they just went, oh shit, it's better than what we did. Oh no. No, I think, uh, I think this is all weird really. Because apparently they've gone completely back to the beginning they're just going to get a new developer and start over yeah you got the so people not... did, uh, didn't they do spec ops didn't they it's not them yeah they've done something that was half decent so it's not like they're not a developer without pedigree i, I don't know it's, it's just it's a bit weird i'm sure they did spec ops the line which was fantastic yeah i think you're right i'm almost thinking you're right weird uh-huh. 
But anyway, uh, we move on to the very sad news uh, that Iwata, uh, the president of Nintendo, has died at the age of 55. Now, uh, stories have arose of Iwata uh, being completely legit. This man uh, was the real deal. He was the first person that wasn't family uh, to be the president of uh, Nintendo. Uh, he was also uh, one of the only people that came from the creative side uh, of the business, so he, he rose up from being a programmer. Uh, there are stories about he was lots of different stories about him programming. One of the ones that I heard was Smash uh, Super Smash Brothers for the Nintendo 64 was going to be delayed, and he went in uh, on the ground level and started squashing bugs that were in the game to make sure that it came out on time. This guy is the real deal. Sadly, passed away at the young age of 55. Uh, due to, I think it was a bad sort of cancer. They, uh, forgive me, I don't know the details, but uh, uh, very sad. No, and, bit, to uh, be fair, they haven't released a ton of details about it, and it is, it's just really, really sad because, you know, obviously this. I, I think the one thing I've, you know, from seeing him over the years at, you know, E3s and stuff, and you know, doing doing all the stuff he's done for Nintendo, I've always felt, you know, whatever people say about the Wii or the Wii U or whatever. I think there can be no question that the guy was a passionate gamer. You know, he was passionate about making really good video games. Do you know? And yeah. and I think that's the thing that I've always thought about him as a person, you know, from what I've seen of him. And it, it's a really sad time, you know, for gamers. It's sad when someone, you know, who's that passionate passes away, you know what I mean, about what they're doing. Yeah. So, yeah. So rest in peace, man, and uh, yeah. yeah, hope you're playing on a console in heaven or wherever you are now. So, well, you know, yeah. I think not that, uh, I, not I that think uh, anything, a, but you know, there, there's a lot of respect for the man. I think uh, he did a lot of good things. I, I didn't sort of know tons about him before he died, but it's it's nice to know uh, that he was. Uh, you know, he, he was very well respected. He, was, he, he seemed to respect his employers, and, and everybody's got good things to say about him. So, yes, uh, it's very sad. But you got an email relating to this, Stu? Do you want to go? Through? I have a little, a little bit. Um, so we we will do that now. Brought to you by... Strong Bad's Flavor Taste Style Stewing Powders. Nothing else increases brain juice. Quite like it. Brilliant. Uh, so, on the, on the from that somber note to Duke's sound clip, which was very appropriate, yeah. not, uh, <laughs> we'll go on to the email. It's entitled, uh, Eulogy on a Wet Sunday Evening. Right. Uh, and it's quite poetic, I've got to say. It's a very well-crafted email. It's a very... It's from Derek Sines, of course, our very regular emailer who sends us one every week. But he's, I don't know, he's touched a nerve. I feel he's touched a nerve. So here we go. He says, greetings, veteran gamers. Greetings. Hello. Uh, Sunday evening in midsummer and the rain is falling gently on the roof outside my open bedroom window. The English summer has been warm and humid and any exertion begins to feel like an effort. I can hear a faint rustling of leaves as a slight breeze brings in a little bit of light relief from the close sticky conditions. The grass, bushes and trees has never seemed so lush and green, making you hope that maybe autumn will take a little longer to arrive this year. The city centre was noisy and crowded and felt like a trappy. In contrast, the suburbs are relatively quiet and empty. People are drowsily dozing, dreaming of things that were, 
things that are and things that might yet be. Surely this is the perfect time to take stock and reflect on life, death and the universe and everything else. Okay, maybe just life and death for now. Hopefully it will be many years before any of us have our own encounter with the Grim Reaper. And on a personal note, I'll be very disappointed if he doesn't look like the guy from Bill and Ted's excellent adventure and bogus journey. Yeah. Uh, after the sad and timely death of Satoru Iwata at just 55, I was impressed by the relatively large amount of coverage he received in the general press outlets as well as the more gaming-orientated sites. I never knew Satoru Iwata, but knew of him, and he seemed like one of life's good guys. All the gaming podcast tributes I've heard have been a mixture of affection tinged with sadness at his passing. The rules and regulations on weddings and funerals have been relaxed a lot in recent years, so after hearing the sad news about Iwata, I got to thinking about the following. What if, instead of the traditional three songs played at your funeral service, the assembled throng got to play five-minute chunks of three video games of your choosing? The three games that would represent the time from your earliest gaming experiences through to the current day. For me, the three games would probably be uh, Mega Bomberman, Mega Drive, Super Mario 64, N64, and Far Cry 4 on the Xbox 360. I think that at their best, video games, like more traditional art forms, can inspire, amaze, shock, provoke, disappoint, frustrate, and baffle the player. Life can be deathly serious at times, but when you fire up your next video game, uh, think Satoru, Iwata, and smile at the appreciation of a man who wanted to put some fun into people's lives. Uh, you're smiling funnily, Derek. Yes. So there you go. That nice little email, that isn't it? Yes, well written. Good very job. Nice. It is very nice. So here's the thing. So if you, instead of having hymns at your funeral, and instead you got the, you know, throng to play three video games of your choosing, that would represent your life. We'll ask the, this the Twitch know, chat as well. Now. So the Twitch chat there can read. We'll read some of those out if they if they want to do it, if they want to join in. Yeah, so what what three games would represent your life then? Duke, we'll come to you first. Skyrim, Mist, and... Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm tempted to say Portal 2 or, you know, Eco or whatever, but those are puzzle games as well. I should pick a different kind of puzzle game. Or a different kind of game, rather. Uh, uh can I put Go down? It's not a... You can put whatever you want down, I guess. Yeah, Go. I'll put Go down. There you go. Uh, so, Chini, what would you want people to play? I, I would pick uh, Super Mario World. Uh, okay, yeah. I would also pick uh, Red Dead Redemption. Right. And uh, maybe uh, CSI, just to fuck with everyone. Uh, take that, everyone. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the third one would probably be Goldeneye or, or Fallout 3, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. You see, I think mine would be uh, probably Monkey Island. Oh, okay. You know, from, from back in the day. I mean, I yeah. could go further back, you know, and have stuff like, you know, Pitfall or, you know, really old games. Yeah. You know, so I could I could go further back. But I think the ones that left what I would consider lasting impressions... We'll probably be yeah. We'll probably be Monkey Island from sort of an old era. Uh, Tomb Raider, the the original Tomb Raider. The original first one. Oh, I'm shocked about that one. Yeah, no, because you know what? That was the first what I would consider proper 3D adventure game that I played to the end, and the, one of the first ever story-driven games that I ever finished. 
Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So that mm. that kind of left a big lasting impression on me. And then from modern day, I'd I'd probably pick Journey. Do you know what I mean? Because I think that would also be a nice finish at a funeral. It's kind of appropriate in some ways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So th- those would be my three anyway. Okay. Uh, in the pick. chat, uh, other people have said Journey as well. Star for Help, which is Jason Gallagher. Uh, Harley Dan says Nebulous for the, the Commodore 64. Uh, Metal Gear for the PlayStation uh, 1. That's Metal Gear Solid 1, I'm guessing. And uh, Elite Dangerous for the PC. Sort of current one yeah, that's, that's uh, kind of appropriate as well, isn't it? The stars and stuff and all that kind of jive. Mr. Fish, except Mr. Fish, has chosen a game that isn't out yet uh, and two that are out, uh, which is Dark Souls, Dark Souls 2 and Dark Souls 3. Uh, very good. Um, yeah. Uh, Soul Brother says Metal Gear Solid for the PlayStation 1, GTA Vice City, and Fallout New Vegas. Interestingly, they went for Fallout New Vegas and not Fallout 3. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, and sorry, Jason Step J, Step J, I missed Step J because he did one by one. Uh, Step J said GoldenEye, Halo, and Modern Warfare 2. Oh. Yeah, and then Jason Gallagher said Pong, Journey, and the last episode of The Walking Dead first season. Hmm. So they're, they're pretty good choices as well. Good choice. So there you go. That's that's pretty cool. It's, pretty, it's a nice email. I like that. I like that a lot. So that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, and and I guess on that sombre note, it's kind of time to do some shout outs, really. It's and, time and get for a there. shout out. Hey! Out. Yeah, there you go. Actually, on a more, well, I guess still a sombre note, you know, you might not get people to play video games at your funeral but you might get them you might get to uh might play some video game music you know you could definitely yeah. do that couldn't you yeah yeah you could do that so there you go uh, and jason's added in as well uh to the moon which is another kind of somber game i guess it would to be the a moon, bit uh, Alice. To, the moon. to the moon uh anyway that'll do you know what though don't you think you should we should have picked stuff that was like in your face and stupid as opposed to yeah i think know, csi would be a good one because like, i'm gonna play this with <laughs> yeah, yeah i'm gonna play this with you. what the yeah. fuck is this game you gotta swap the inside and outside of a condom what the fuck is this <laughs> exactly exactly uh yeah anyway shout out so we'll come Exciting. to you <laughs> we'll come to you first duke yes well, my shout-outs are as follows. Uh, Harley Dan sent me a little message just now saying, I'm not going to play any games on Steam tonight, so you can play Torchlight 2 if you want. That's so nice of him, but it's not necessary. Thank you for, uh, yeah. Um, I will shout-out, uh, yeah. I, don't, I think I might have shouted out some of these people before. I can't remember. But anyway, um, Black Eyed Boy uh, gave me an iOS recommendation that was Light Hook. I haven't checked it out yet, but uh, Sean Anderson um, suggested Knit Underground. I think I shouted these out last week. Uh, Skullduggerer for the movie recommendation. Epic Scotsman for playing Steam with uh, Rust with me on Steam. And everybody listening. And the Duchess for making our house purple. And my brother, because he just called. I need to call him back. There you go. Um, I must admit, I always feel a bit inadequate when we come to do shout-outs. Because... Duke is kind of always so organized, isn't he? You Damn know what I mean? right. And I'm always sat there thinking, who can I shout out? <laughs> I'm not That's entirely the sure. Toy for. <laughs> because I'm so rubbish. Because I did have one, right? Which would have been perfect. And I didn't take his name down. So I'm going to shout out the guy 
who sent me a friend request on my PS4 this week and said, uh, "Hi, can you can you add me? I love the podcast. I've been listening for ages, and I'm so sorry that I didn't write your name oh, down." Oh, you so. bastards, too. I know, I know, I know. But apologies. For Whoever that person was. I- what <laughs> tweet me or Duke and we'll show you because we love you. I promise. No, listen. No, I need you to hear I... this. Really, this is for your own good. It really sucks. <laughs> I promise. I I will take his name down and I will give him a very appropriate shout out for next week. I am so so sorry. I do apologize. Sorry, doesn't cut it. Yeah. Um. Anybody else? I'm just trying to think. Is anybody else for him? Oh yeah. I guess. I guess. I know. I know. This is. They're not going to be listening. But I would I would like to shout out uh, CD Projekt Red for making an amazing game. Yeah, right, they're not listening. They're not listening. But that I would like to do that. Is that <laughs> your game of the year so far, Stu? Uh, definitely. There, there's no question. I will I will play it this year. I, I, I promise that I will play The Witcher Three this year, <gasps> uh, and I will give it a fair. I'm I'm, I'm not going to go oh, because I play Batman first. I don't want to be all like. You know, oh, Batman's better because I play it first. You know, I will give it a fair chance, and I think Stu, you should give Batman a fair chance as well. I will. Uh, don't worry, I'm not giving either of them a fair chance. No, because you know you're American, you know best. So exactly. That doesn't matter. So shut up. <laughs> so by the go. way, I didn't mention this before, but Russ did this new thing on their update this week, where if you hold down the Alt button, you can move your head around and look while you continue to run forward. And it's really changed the dynamic. I think it's a really good feature for them to have in the game. So well done, um, Rust. Face punch. There you go. Yeah, also bone armor. Oh, by the way, Duke, yeah. I would like you to potentially add a sound. Uh, I don't do that very often. I know, I know, I know. But I would like you to find the soundbite for, for leveling up in The Witcher 3, because I kind of like it. It's kind of a cool soundbite. Oh, I have that, actually. No, no, you do not. But it's similar. Uh, Talking about level up. Step J said he would like the level up noise for when the curtains close at his funeral. That noise? I don't think that's a level up. I think that's a level down, to be honest, Step J. But never mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would be brilliant. Oh my god, you imagine? Can you imagine what our funerals are going to be like? They're just going to be stupid, oh, aren't they? Man, yeah. this party's going to be crazy, going nuts. That's what people are going to say at my funeral. Taurus said to me, if I, if I die, right, uh, can you make sure that they don't play shit music at my funeral? <laughs> <laughs> I just, she, wants, she wants music that people can dance to and stuff. So I don't think it's going to be that appropriate if we got Michael Jackson so, rock with you. Yeah, bro, let's dance. I've got the perfect song. Chinny loves to mix a lot, won't he? Celebration of life. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> That's <laughs> I think you should play the Christian version of that. I like big books and I cannot lie. Y'all heard that, right? No. I didn't even know the one. Well, now you know. <laughs> now we know. Um, yeah, is it, as Chinny, did you do your shout-outs? No, did we get that no, far? No, I can't no, remember. No, Chini. You're the worst. Go ahead, go ahead. Do them, do them. <laughs> uh, I would like to shout out David Tripney because him and I have been uh, having a bit of a... Back and forth on Twitter, he said that Tomb Raider is better than any Uncharted. Uh, oh, Very bold snap. statement. Yeah, uh, because I don't he's think been playing good. like me. He's he's recently been playing the, the new Tomb Raider. Shots fired. Uh, and I did say like that's, that's it's a tough call because it's it's close. Uh, I think Tomb Raider is more gamey. If you know that, if you know what I mean. Uh, she, yeah, yeah, you know. Good. Not, not more gay, not more gay, uh, uh, more gay me, yeah, uh, i.e. you 
get a weapon or gadget and now you can unlock certain areas, Metroidvania or, you know, Zelda sort of thing. Um, so, and Uncharted isn't really like that. It's just like a roller coaster, isn't it, Uncharted? But it's a fucking good one. Um, so, yeah, that was a good that was a little good back and forth. Jason, or at Getting Tacos, also, also rec- recommended... Um, uh, some interviews uh, from Vince Gilligan, the creator of Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, uh, on a podcast. And he's been sending me some other tweets as well. So shout out to Getting Tacos. Uh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, also, I don't know if I, I... I can't remember if I shouted these people out, but I will do it again, uh, just in case I haven't. Uh, Mark Annex, because he gifted me a game on Steam. Uh, I think he gifted you guys some games, or the other persons that I'm going to shout out gifted you guys some games. Um, he gifted me Night Sky... Um, the reason why I'm shutting these out now is because uh, I've only just accepted them because I don't go on Steam very much, but I've been playing pretty long attack this week, so that's why. Um, IP gifted me Stanley Parable. Um, I do remember saying that on the show, Stanley Parable, because I remember Duke going, fuck, there's, there's a stupid. Uh, so thanks to IP. It sounds like... And also... That sounds like you. Uh, Balo, and he gifted me Windborn. Uh, which is also what Shu calls his farts. Probably. There you go. It is true. It is true. Because it showed up in his inventory, and that's what they did with me. There's just five of them out of nowhere. Here, give them to your friends. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. So thanks to uh, to those guys, and uh, yeah, that's it. That's my shout. It's done. I've got. I've got. I've got a late shout out. Late. Oh, fuck you, Stu. Too late. For for Mr. Richard Webster, otherwise known as Big Bad Daddy, because he said on Twitter, hey, uh, I can't listen. Hey, hey, I can't hey. listen live, guys. Sorry. Uh, I'm on a free loan tonight. Uh, maybe a shout out. So there you go. So In my worst story, you just sounded like you were <laughs> <I know>. like, <laughs> <laughs> down the mic. I know. That's... Have you never listened to a prof scouser? That's exactly how they speak. Right. Yeah. It is, it's true. So, hey, I can't listen live tonight, guys. I'm so sorry. There you go. Hey, uh, but no, he's on it. Do you want me to he's, on, he's on a... I don't know what a free loan is. What's a free loan? Do you know what that is? I don't know what that is. No. What yeah. up, dog? He says, he says, I'm on a free loan tonight. Maybe a shout-out. So there you go. That's That's been done twice now. You've had two shout-outs. So there you go. See, who says we're not generous yeah. on this show? We're very generous. Very so generous. Is, uh, so generous. generous. Uh, and Chinny, can I just say, I didn't, you weren't here earlier, uh, but I did point out to Duke that on uh, Podbean, we are now on all together shows, so not sort of just as veteran games, but all together shows, 399 shows we've done. All right. So, so we are what, one. 400 next week, is it? Yeah, 400 shows next week we'll have done. But, Which is freaking crazy. Yes. But it's almost 300 on the Veteran Gamers. It is. It is. So we're almost oh, 300 God, Veteran Gamers show and nearly 400 altogether. And also, uh, we need we need some more followers on Twitter because we're on 397 on there. So we could get 400 shows, 400 followers, Man, right? And, so and, and, right, we have on, just a minute, let me just double check it. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on his me there at the moment. Since, since uh, and you're stalling for time. It's been a long time since I played this. <laughs> oh, pretty girl, just the other day she winked and she smiled, walked across my way. I couldn't figure wait. out just what to say, so I twittered it, twit twit twittered it, twittered it. Um, yes, and on Facebook we're up to 366 likes. <laughs> 
Beat that, you Facebook comment junkies. So we're nearly 400 all around everywhere. So if you want to help us out to get to 400 on everything, that would be really cool. So there you go. Let's see if we can get to 400 likes on Facebook, 400 followers on Twitter, and 400 shows next week. Yeah, that help us br- celebrate our 400, you sons of bitches. I reckon, Other kids in Springfield are SOBs. I reckon Twitter's definitely doable. Facebook's a bit of a push. Hit it! Because we need know. 34 more likes on Facebook. So there you go. That's a bit of a deal. Why is Chinny showing his keys? Are you, you going to swap keys with someone? Got, Are you going to do I've some weird no, I've, I've, I've got like a, a, a gaming-related key ring. Ah, I see. Billy the Bullet from Mario. Yeah. Uh, I oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's kind of it. I guess that's, that's kind, kind of it. it. So we got to go. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you that much, love. Oh my goodness. Becky, look at her Bible. It is so huge. She looks like one of those preacher guys' girlfriends. Oh, God. Who understands those preacher guys anyway? Oh, my God. She looks like Mother Teresa. Okay. I mean, but look at it. It's just Oh, huge. dear. It's gross. She just looks this so is gonna be bad. righteous. I like big bubbles and I cannot lie. You Christian brothers can't deny that when a girl walks in with a KJV and a bookmark in Proverbs, you get stoked. Got a name engraved so you know this girl is saved. It looks like one of those large ones with plenty of space in the margins. Oh, baby, I want to read with you because your Bible's got pictures. My minister tried to console me, but that book you got makes me so holy. Oh, mama mia, you say you want a corner Nia? Well, bless me, bless me, and teach me about John Wesley. I saw her praying while I was DJing. She got grace, pretty face. She ain't going down to the bad place. I'm tired of heathen guys saying they like pocket size. As the average Christian to take a look. She had a pack much book. So, It was a good show this week. I thought that went well. Didn't you? It went well. Except for good. that baby got book crap. <laughs> no, the, the um the first third was a bit weak, but picked up when somebody <laughs> else came on. Exactly. Yeah. Don't know why. No, you just didn't be. hear us. It was intriguing thoughts about The Witcher Three. I know. I'll was tell it, you what, a lot of you do going. Uh huh. Uh huh. But see, uh-huh. it's funny uh-huh. because after you do uh-huh. the main quest. And uh-huh. you go back, and the world, and all the main quest people, they're not there. It's just like a big open world, you know? It's like, you wander around, and there's like nobody around. It's like, why isn't there anybody around? It's like, it's I didn't say that. Dude, it's verbatim. Don't even... Don't get him started, no, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. What I was saying was, it's weird that they're not there anymore. Because you spend That's so much time interacting with just them said. in the game. No, no, but you make it that. sound like I, like I, you know what I mean. Couldn't understand why they weren't there. I knew why they weren't there. I just, it was just weird that they're not there anymore. 
Um, Jesus it, Christ, it's it, all about context. Well, I would have to say that the Christian side hug is uh, up there in the charts for high-quality Christian oh, rap music. There's all these Don't sirens and stuff. Because that's like hip hop. Hippity hop. Oh, give me that Christian side hug. That Christian side hug. Give me that Christian side hug. That Christian side hug. I'm a rough rider. Feel what with Christ's love. Give me that Christian side hug. Well, I'm a rough rider filled up. Are they doing that? Are they doing that ironically, or is that real? I think. See, actually, there's some discuss. There's some discussion about that. Some people say that it's real. Some people say that it's false. I believe it's real. This is on stage. There's like like screens and there's like uh, young ladies in hoodie sweatshirts like doing the side oh, hug morning. thing. And it's like uh, it leaves some for now, Jesus. I'm trying to find, right? We have a follower on Podbean that does Christian hip hop like rap on a podcast. Okay. And I'm I'm trying to find it now for you, and I can't bloody remember I think that what it perhaps was. Perhaps the champion right now of Christian rap music is uh like explicitly Christian because a lot of rap music has Christian undertones in it, you know. Um, but uh, B Shock with his Jesus Lean. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> See, I know y'all like to dance, so we about to do the Jesus Lean like this. Ah, uh, yeah, exactly. And like the video is people just like jostling their shoulders a little bit while they lean to the left or lean to the right. And at one point, they even have a police officer doing it. I'm like, dude, you're not gonna have a cop doing your dance and be like, I'm a hip hop video maker. Oh my god, it looks so bad. I'm playing it now on the stream. <laughs> Holy fuck! Oh, but it's got the blue and everything, man. It looks great. And the guy's oh, got the wow. bubble gum and oh man, the guy's mom is wow. a heart. <laughs> wow! I know what I'm doing for the rest of the night. I'm going oh, to yeah. just Google oh, God. Doing hip hop. That's what you're gonna be doing. Oh my god! Oh, this is my new favorite thing, Duke. This is my new favorite thing: Christian hip hop music. Yeah, sorry, Lethal Bizzle. It's you're out. B Shock is the new. Fuck Lethal Bizzle. What is is. His songs are only fantastic <laughs> on a sort of human nature, not a spiritual nature like this. Exactly. Oh, wow. Look Such at him. King. He loves it. Yeah. He loves it. Look at him. His friend had like the, you know, luggage around his neck and all that. Jesus Christ, I can't find this now. But the trouble is, of course, we've got, there's, like, of course there's Christian hip hop, there's Christian rock. Of course. I never thought about it. I never thought about <laughs> oh, it. Oh, of course. I'm trying to find this. I can't bloody find it. It's bugging me now. Wow. But I can't and find it's it funny, it too, because I actually oh. had a friend on Facebook at one point was like, oh, dude, I just found this guy, B Shock. His music is awesome, and it's like a positive message. And I was just like, oh, no, I know. Oh, yeah, there's the police officer. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna attempt. Where's my attempt? I'm gonna attempt to do the Jesus lean. Oh yeah! Oh, uh, people who aren't watching the Twitch stream, you're missing out. All you gotta do is like look at uh, B Shock's Jesus lean video and then imagine Chinny's doing it. Oh man, that's great. Okay, I love, that. <laughs> love it. Uh, I love how awkward <laughs> it is. Do the Jesus lean. Do the Jesus lean. <laughs> 
love how badly green screened it is. <laughs> I just love all of that. <laughs> the bad chroma key, the bad uh, bad everything. Because they've got like Jesus lean, do the Jesus lean. Look Let's in. just stop. Oh, man. Uh, well, well there's rocks. Thousands and thousands of rocks. Those rounds and rocks. <laughs> yeah. If I ever come across it, I will send you the link. Is there a Christian video game, do you think? Do you reckon oh, yeah. There was one um, Left Behind. They made a video game out of Left Behind, didn't they? What's that? Yeah. Uh, left. What's that? Oh, my God. What is wrong with you people? Left Behind is um, a book series by Tim LaHaye and... Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Um, anyway, he, um, yeah, it's called Eternal Forces. Here's the trailer, Chinny. Fighting broke out overnight between rival factions killing at hey, least 49 soldiers and 13 civilians. Uh, yeah. So anyway, Left Behind is a uh, series of novels based on, loosely based on revelations. So it's the idea that it's um, the raptures happened and everybody who is left behind. They actually did a Simpsons parody called Left Below. You remember that when Homer was convinced that the rapture was coming? Anyway, uh, so the Left Behind books were huge bestsellers. I mean, just millions and millions of copies sold. And they made a video game about it called Left Behind Eternal Forces. And from what I heard, it was just horrible. But the idea was that, yeah, you will save the souls who were in need of saving. And What 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 platform was this on, Left Behind? What was this PC! On? Oh, of course. Yeah. How long ago? How long ago? Was I that? have no idea. Quite a while, I think. The video was posted on 2011, so. Mm. Wow. Yep. And I'm surprised Christian video games isn't more of a thing. You know what I mean? Like it is more of a. I'm sure there are some. I just can't think yeah. of the others. Holy shit! This looks yeah. awful. Yes. <laughs> It looks like XCOM, oh. but terrible. Yeah. Anyway. That, video you know, games by genre. Here we go. Adam's Venture, Bible Adventures, King of Kings, The Early wow. Years, Larry Boy, wow. and The Bad Apple. <laughs> as cool as this is, we need to end the show. So I'm going to say... We're going to say goodbye to everyone. Oh, yeah. Thanks just come in. Move far. I know. Come in. That's There's the people coming we're in. Going. Move far. 32. Hello. Welcome to Bye. the stream. But we're going Bye. now. Bye. So we love Bye. you. Bye. We love you. Oh, you did the kids in Springfield. They're SOBs. <laughs>